You know, Ryan, I, I hit the click button today on Amazon, and I was super excited to do so. Wait, hang on. You went, you you went Prime, or you bought something? No, I didn't go Prime. You know, I don't buy enough from Amazon to justify Prime. Is that that was one thing? Honestly, dude, that was one thing that really surprised me about you is that you don't do Prime. You feel like to me, like the, almost like the perfect person to enjoy Amazon Prime. And therefore, that's why I don't do it. <laughs> it's out of spite. It's completely you know what I don't want? Yeah. Good shipping. That's right. <laughs> it's no different than people telling me that I should love Family Guy, so therefore I don't watch it. Well, uh, no. I mean, again, that's there's things the worth wanting to watch, and there's other things. <laughs> well, there's plenty of reasons why I don't watch Family Guy. Uh, it's because I've already seen The Simpsons. So, uh, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> hey, there it is. Uh, you know, speaking of Seth MacFarlane, uh, you know, Mr. Hack, uh, dude, his new show, Orville, <laughs> get ready for cancellation on week three. <laughs> Are you serious? One. Is it that bad? Oh, dude, it looks atrocious. Again, oh, you, a, a, it looks atrocious. It looks oh. atrocious. Yeah. By the way, when I first saw the commercial for Orville, I was like, yeah, that was great. When I saw it in 1999, and it was called Galaxy Quest. Yeah, Galaxy Quest. Yeah, right. that's when it was yeah. really good. Welcome to... Dude, Seth MacFarlane is about as original as, uh, you know, Rainbow Bread is from, you know, Wonder Bread. I mean, it's the exact same thing, you know. Family Guy, Simpsons, Orville, you know, Galaxy Quest. I mean, you know, he was great in, uh, you know, what was it? How the West was... Not How the West was one. Uh, no, Million the... Wasted, uh, yeah, million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. Well, you Hilarious got me into that movie. movie. Hilarious you, movie. Very yeah. good original work on that one. Very underrated, too. I don't know why it didn't do as well as, as uh, they, you know, studio thought it would. Very funny movie. Uh, and well, I just, you, you got me into that movie oh, because yeah, I didn't, man. I wrote it off. I was like, nah, it's Seth MacFarlane. I'm not a big fan. I mean, you know, watch Family Guy when it came out and was funny then and I got over it and I don't really enjoy it. And I feel like that's just more of the same every time he puts out a TV show. So I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And then you said, dude, you have to watch it. And I'm like, eh, eh, yeah, eh. I ended up, I ended up buying it. I liked it so much. <laughs> well, and it's not just Seth MacFarlane. I mean, Seth MacFarlane is funny and don't get me wrong here. Reasonable is I think Seth MacFarlane is a funny guy. I just don't think he's as original as his, his Uber fans and his super fans. And him, he's a pretty big fan of himself, uh, claims that he is. I, it, yeah, just, a lot of his stuff is not very uh, original. Yeah. That being said, he's very funny in A Million Ways to Die in the West. Uh, he wrote it. I, I don't know if he directed it. Did he direct that as well, too? Uh, Something tells me he did. Uh, but, you know, great ensemble cast. I mean, Sarah Silverman, Neil Patrick Harris, um, Giovanni Ribisi. Right. Uh, Liam Neeson, Charlize Theron, a great cameo of, of Django, Johnny, Jamie Foxx oh, yeah. as Django at the end. The well, Django. The, uh, yeah. So Django and A Million Ways to Die in the West apparently both exist in the Tarantino universe, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, who was the, who was the, was it the teacher or the principal from, um, Saved by the Bell. Oh, was in there. yes, yes. He's not Mr. Mr. Belding. That was Mr. Belding. Mr. Yeah, they actually play Mr. Belding. Belding. Yeah, he plays like the uh, the guy who sells like elixirs and ointments yeah. and stuff. It's flannel. Is there flannel in here? Flannel <laughs> <Just a> shirt. <laughs> Such a great movie, man. It's so funny, dude. It's cl- he did direct it, by the way. Okay, he did. Okay, so yeah. Anyway, triple threat on that one. 
to to get back to the Amazon thing, uh, you know, it's funny because I I don't do Amazon Prime because you know honestly, Ryan, I really don't buy a tremendous amount of product uh, yeah. from Amazon. I really don't, and not that there's uh, you know anything wrong with Amazon. I mean, Amazon is super easy one two three shopping. I mean, uh, you can't you know, um, but you know uh, when it comes to like say buying a television. Uh, I, I don't purchase those online. I need to see the TV in front of me, uh, a computer. Oh yeah. I need to see I'm it in front of me. So, uh, really what I utilize Amazon for is <laughs> very old school. Amazon is books. I buy, I buy, I buy my traditional books, uh, from nice. Amazon, not just comics, uh, though I did buy a comic today about Harbinger volume two. Uh, usually like traditional books or, uh, we will use Amazon, uh, for Pokemon card resellers, because uh, they're verified through Amazon. So James has gotten some of his collectible Pokemon cards through Amazon. And because those sellers have been verified by Amazon, they're not selling some bootleg garbage that he's going to pay right. you know, 10 bucks yeah. for. And um, it's clearly a fake. So uh, Prime may be something I invest in. Uh, but, you know, dude, you know, and people tell me, it's like, oh, dude, not only is it the free shipping, which is great. Uh, we also get free shipping with our Amazon uh, card because uh, for through Joanna's uh, Mary Kay business, we get a pretty sweet deal with the Amazon Visa card. So oh, kinda, that's cool. Yeah, kind of negates Prime just a touch. Yeah, that makes sense if you got yeah. if that's what's. I mean, that's kind of like a benefit of the the whole getup. So if you don't yeah. have to pay for that, then there yeah. you go. Yeah, and if you if you pay with the Amazon Visa card, you get free shipping. So. You know, but you know, I mean, a lot of people said, you know, Johnny, get all this great content, you know, through uh, Prime, and yeah, you do. I mean, there's a ton of movies and TV shows and Amazon originals. Though you and I have said this a million times, and we'll, we'll touch probably a little bit on that today with a new streaming service that's going to be coming our way in a couple of years. Man, there's just number one, so much time in the day <laughs> to, yeah, watch, to watch streaming, and there's just so many dollars that can be spent. You know, where you start going. Well, Jiminy Christmas, you know, uh, we, we finally pulled the plug on stars. We were doing the standalone stars, you know, good price, yeah. eight ninety nine. dollars yeah. so, You can't argue the price. But I'm looking at it, I'm like, dude, I haven't watched a movie off that stars app on my Apple TV in weeks. Weeks. Yeah, there's, well, so there's no point then. Yeah, and, and not to say the content is bad. The content is great. But when you go through it, it's like, seen it seen it seen it don't want to don't want to seen it don't want to Ugh. and i will say stars original content uh not not on the same level as hbo uh, right. or even or even well, they have like american gods i think is their biggest uh, man i couldn't get into that man and just you know i don't know did you like get a, a chance big, to, it's a big book series by neil gaiman yeah. huge huge did you get a chance to watch any of it no, I never, I didn't, well, I don't, I don't think I, I don't know where I would get stars. If I do have it, I might have it, but not realize it. Well, you would, um, well, but you I, I didn't both- go seeking it out, man. I just yeah. kind of just said, cool. And a bunch of people at work were just all fired up again about <laughs> yeah, another man. show that everybody it. has to watch. You got to watch it, man. Between <laughs> that and Game of Thrones, man, like I get so battered so badly <laughs> over just do. shows that you have to watch. And I'm like, dude, all right, I've, I'm good. I, I go I feel, home and I play Rocket League and I leave and leave me alone. <laughs> I, I feel bad because I, I really think, you know, seriously, I really think you would love Game of Thrones. I, I really do. But uh, I, I totally get where you're coming from. And in that, you know, when you get that pressure, you know, to watch a show 
And yeah. and you and I are on the same page where it's like, you know, if it's coming from you, I don't look at into, or if it's coming from me to you or you to me, uh, you know, I'm not like, oh, you know, I just lump you in with like, you know, no, the, the gaggle of cranks over there, you know, telling me right. I should be watching a certain show. Uh, that being said, I, I really believe you would enjoy Game of Thrones. I, I totally do because seriously, I still get people that when I say I don't watch Family Guy, they, they look at me like I just pooped on the floor. See, that's weird to me because Family Guy's one, it's been around for so long. Because if you walked around and said, I don't watch The Simpsons, like no one's surprised. Like you could say that and be like, Correct. I don't watch The Simpsons. And we're like, okay, whatever. But if you like, for some reason, this family, family guy holds this like huge, you know, you gotta watch it. It's so fresh every week. It's just crisp content that they are just grabbing from the headlines. And if you've watched any <laughs> family guy, that's like the direct opposite of what they do. It's, it's very much a um, formula that they wrote for that, you know, for the comedy of that show. And Hey, it works for people. I'm not necessarily I mean, here's the deal i'm not like i'm not going to make fun of anybody that wants to watch what they want to watch that's not what i'm that's not what we're getting at here it's the fact that we don't watch it because we don't like it <laughs> yeah know? i just so i just don't find it, it funny i just don't I find, don't it, find funny. it very funny yeah yeah uh in in fact just just last week i had someone when i they, they were they made a reference to a line that i guess some care I, I don't know i mean other than stewie i i don't know and the dog. I don't even know the dog's name. I, I, I couldn't tell you who's who right. on that show. Okay. Uh, but, but someone repeated a line of, at work uh, that I guess some, some character on that show says quite often. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I, I didn't know what the, what the heck they were talking about. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And then they repeated again. I'm like, oh, okay. I said, man, I'm having a hard time. You know, where, where are we going? <laughs> you know, are you going to just shout nonsense? Yeah. Me, yeah. And, he, and yet he's like, you know, family guy, you know, he says the name of the character. I'm like, I said, oh man, I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I said, I don't, I don't watch family guy. And you know, I got this. Well, <laughs> you don't I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't watch handmaiden's tale either. Sorry. You know, and I don't, and I don't watch American gods, which I tried. And Ryan, you know, we're, we're adults here, but it's a PG show. Okay. There's just so much a human being can take (laughs) of just, you know, everything's gritty and everything's dark and bloody and, and everyone's gay and everyone's having sex and everyone's nude. And where you finally just like, Oh, you know, I, I want to watch Seinfeld. All right. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I, I get it. I'm just, all right. You know, I want to listen to a record. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I felt with American gods where it's just like, you know, again, keeping it PG rated. Cause we know there's some kids that listen to the show, but like, you know, when, when like the third woman parades on screen with like nothing on, and you're just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm trying to. Is there a plot here? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this. Is, and this and coming from the, the guy who watches. Feel like, coming from the guy who watches Game of Thrones, which, you know, rarely is there an episode where everybody is completely dressed, you know? In the, <laughs> look, 
There is everyone on Game of Thrones is naked at least once every episode. I think we have I think we have seen everyone's buttocks on Game of Thrones. <laughs> everyone's hind end. Except hind, hind quarters. I'm, except, I'm over here watching this show, just staring at a bunch of poopers. Uh, <laughs> really, except for how's this add to the dragons? <laughs> except for I'm Sean just, Beans, who played Ned Stark <laughs> in season one. I think he's the only arse we haven't seen. <laughs> he probably died, right? Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Spoiler, Ryan. I just spoiled scene, the major character's death in season one. Bean. Dude, dude. There's, there's going to be Sean someone Bean. right now who just like no. started season one and they're going to be like. <laughs> okay, hang on. If you started watching a show and Sean Bean shows up, that dude's dead. You know. It's in like, his contract. It was like, in his contract. Dude, He's in every movie, right? Lord of the Rings, oh, Equilibrium, yeah. like. Every scene being movie, like, is that dude taking a dirt nap? You know and what? Is there so not- if you watch, they're watching something thinking he's going to be the, the lasting character, you know, all the <laughs> way to the man end. standing. <laughs> that's that's on you. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's your fault. That's not did, anybody, did that's he not my not, fault. Didn't he not just have one of the most noble deaths, though, in Fellowship of the Ring? I love oh, his, of course. I love yeah, his death the, scene, the, you know, man. you know, he repents yeah, he comes, of his of his yeah, man quote unquote his sin you know trying to take the ring and um atones sac- for it and sacrifices to, himself so yeah. um you know the hobbits can get away and declares aragon mm-hmm. his king you know right before he dies my brother yeah, my dude. king yeah yeah man great great scene so anyway was, back to amazon yeah. okay <laughs> is uh, <laughs> we still haven't wrapped up amazon <laughs> no we haven't man we've been talking about it. we're gonna spend 15 minutes <laughs> horsing about uh so um you know we're we're not going to uh state the brand of wireless router that I have right now. We'll just simply refer to it as brand X brand X has been failing me pretty much on about a, every two or three day basis of just deciding that it just does not want to put out a wireless signal at all anymore. It just, it's right. those and it can be anywhere from just, you know, sitting and watching TV because we've cut the cord. So of course everything is streaming into the house now, you know, whether watching something on PlayStation yeah. view or watching HBO now or whatever. Well, and we've the, had to switch to a lower, almost like a lower quality stream for face for, for, for this we uh, had video to because chat. my network couldn't handle it. It was just, right. it was weeping and couldn't take care of it. And so, or, you know, you and I could be, well, not just you, but we've also got, you know, some, um, acquaintances that we play xbox live with you know playing oh, some sure. games online and you know you're trying to match make for gears or titanfall 2 or, or, or whatever and then all of a sudden john's internet goes down and i disappear and you know Ooh, i gotta yeah, go man. restart my router and restart my modem and then you know fire up the xbox and then i'm then i'm back up and going well i'd had enough of that and so today um i purchased my amplify hd wi-fi router came from a great recommendation not only from you but from a couple of other people as well dude i'm excited to get it man it's it's a uh, mesh it's a, it's a, wireless systems yeah. are the, the necessary it's no longer the future and mesh wireless is not the future man mesh wireless is the present you need it yeah, it, it is. And, um, you know, we're, we're not going to dig into what Mesh Wireless does and doesn't on this show. Not not really what we're here to do on Reasonable Fanboys. <laughs> if, if you're not familiar with what Mesh Wireless does, okay, it, it's not the same as, say, having a base station, like <clears throat> a wireless router, say, like in your 
uh, like your home study or your home office or, or wherever your, your modem may be, whether right. it's DSL or cable. Okay. Uh, and you've got a, a wireless router attached to it. Uh, it's not the same as having a wireless router <clears throat> and then say having another wireless router in the midpoint of your house to serve as a bridge. That, that's not how mesh works. Cause I've had some people go, Oh, I've got a mesh network. I've got a router in my, you know, in my office. And then I have a, uh, yeah. a router in the middle of the hallway. And then I have a router. It's like, no, 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 no. Oh, you have bridges is what you have here. You're, you're right. jumping from base station to base station and your signal is like going <gasps> like each time it jumps, it's yeah. getting quick, gradual. Uh, quick wireless tip for everybody in the, in the audience here. If you're not working through a mesh wireless system, that's okay. But if you think you're going to bounce your signal wirelessly to router, to router, to router, and you think you're hanging on to your speed, just a tip, no. you're losing half your speed every time you put a node or a, a wireless router, a wireless router to extend your wireless signal. If it's connected wirelessly, it is half the signal yep. every single time you put one in. Yep. Just so you know. Yep, absolutely. And so what mesh does is you've got, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I had to do a little bit of homework beefing up on this, is you know, you've got your your standalone wireless router. And then what it does is when it when it pairs up with all your different wireless devices, it essentially in layman's terms, without getting like, you know, super nerd, basically turns all those other devices into a wireless router for other devices that are on that network. Is that kind of the best way to to trim that down into it's yeah. like, it's I mean, like, I think that's the most simple way to say it. Essentially bouncing it from device to, to device, but creating... I would say, a, I, that's a, what I would say. I would say it's bouncing yeah. it, essentially. But, but yeah. creating a massive network without sacrificing speed or yep. quality. That, that's really kind of like, you know, when Rex and I try to, you know, uh, break down lossless compression on music, on Saucy right. Rex, without getting, yeah. you know, to just bear ones and zeros, right? And everyone's like, what are these guys talking about? Uh, so yeah, so amplify. So for example, right, you know, it'll send a signal to say my Xbox, my Xbox gets on that network and then serves as like a access point in itself for perhaps the iPad that is sitting a couple feet away from that Xbox doesn't serve as a bridge. It serves as a connection in the network. And, uh, Everything that I've read and talking with you because, you know, wireless, setting up wireless stuff. I'm a pretty tech savvy guy, but it comes to wireless stuff, man, dude, I, I go full on just ding dong. I mean, it just, it's everybody like, makes it complicated. That's the problem. It's algebra it. to me. It is just everybody, make, everybody really, they, no one cleans up the language in no, which that stuff no. is set up as. So you're still seeing all these really super technical terms about ports and everything else. And if, if you're just like what 95% of the population out there, you see something like port forwarding and you're going done. Wait, yeah, I'm, I'm done. not moving on. I'm not, I don't know what that means though, you know, yeah. which it, you know, it's just fine. I'm not saying that everybody should take a class and networking, you know, 301 and then you know take the exam at the end of the six months to, get, to set up your home wireless router but that's what get it feels full like cisco now. certified by the end of the month right uh, <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> i spent three grand and uh in cisco certification but i tell you 
when port forwarding comes up, yeah, I brother. know how to answer that question. I head for the hills. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really excited to get this product. Um, you know, they, they don't endorse this show, though they should. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. So I'm really excited. You recommended me. It's called Amplify uh, HD. Uh, I chose to get just a standalone. You can get it with like bridge points. Um, I don't yeah. feel that I need it. Um, I really don't based upon... <laughs> the square footage of my house. I mean, I do live in a mansion, but it's not huge. You know, I mean, this show does bring in the gold doubloons, but I don't like to flaunt it, Ryan. I just no, yeah. don't. I just don't. You got to stay with the people. I do. I have to be with the people. The people demand that I be with them. And who am I to withhold from what the people demand, Ryan? I just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. Let them eat cake. So uh, anyway, I'm, I'm very excited to get it, dude. Uh, I, I want to set it up like right now. Um, so anyway, like I said, this show's not brought to you by Amplify Wi-Fi HD. Um, the goal is we're going to hope for a couple of things. Number one, Ryan and John can game for Destiny 2 without <laughs> having stupid network connection drops. <laughs> having a, yeah. Because <laughs> you're not going to be at complete... the bottom without seeing at the bottom of my screen. <laughs> John has left the party. Yeah. Was it, the because heck, we, 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 the reasonable fanboys will be nerding it like nerds do on September 6th. Uh, but oh, also man. so we can, uh, you know, produce this show at a better quality uh, and not have to worry about, you know, my router deciding to you know nosedive and i'm trying to upload a, a 200 megabyte file uh to you, I tell you for, every for time mixing dude every time you know i know this is like super boring if and you don't you don't really care about the back end of this show but i have a feeling we people are the, gonna like it dude i something tells me people will enjoy hearing this or hitting the skip button they don't even hear this anyway that's right so <laughs> we're still if you're skipping through we're still not talking about comics yet <laughs> They're just Dude, they're on, their, on their iPhones are just tapping that 10 seconds just, forward. Just, just like, okay, okay, okay. Are they talking about comics yet? No, no. Just letting you know. We're still not, still not there. Just put keep, us on, put us on skipping. half speed. At least that makes it funnier. If you listen to us. Oh on my, half speed. Yeah. Give that a shot. Uh, good grief. Um, I even, uh, okay. I don't know what I was saying. I was uh, saying, something I was saying about the, if those who are interested in the back end of the show, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. All right. So the 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 pooper end of this show, the man so, behind the curtain. Yeah. Well, whenever we get, whenever we finish a show, I mix it, but John has to send it to me. So we use a, a standard upload service that doesn't compress it, doesn't lose any of the quality. It just uploads a straight file. Dude, I say and we I give get him, it. I, I say we give him a shout out, dude. It's Microsoft's OneDrive. I mean, it's well, there you go. It's it's been great for us. I mean, we're, we're not yeah. saying that you everybody has to use it. Yeah, uh, but it's been great for us because they don't compress yeah. our file like a certain other service that we won't name uh, did right. do and did do. Yeah, which that I had a lot to of problems. bounce away from. Yeah, uh, because yeah, it will one. It would take uh, oh how long? It took me forty minutes to download a two hundred <sighs> megabyte file. Yeah, while I while I'm downloading gigabytes of information on my other computer sitting right next to it, and I'm just going <laughs> while you're installing Battlefield Four. Dude, I really Xbox. did. I test. That's how I tested it. Is I ins- <laughs> I was installing a, a game that was actually six gigabytes, and then on the computer I was downloading your voice track and and the six I gigabyte was playing, download was faster. <laughs> it was faster oh. than the two hundred megabytes. So anyway, that's ridiculous. Bygones be bygones. But it would get to the point. So we talk. You know, after the show, we kind of hang up. We kind of just you know. BS and whatever. And, uh, cause we just can't get, we just, you know oh. what I mean? We just turn on the recorder button. We record everything we can and we just keep going afterwards. So, um, I know but, we should have a bonus content episode for just all the stuff woof. that doesn't make it onto the show. 
<laughs> that that's explicit. So, oh yeah, that one would carry an E tag. rating to it. Yeah. So if you enjoy the PG sounds of this show, if we do Fantastic. ever release a bonus content, uh, listener beware. <laughs> it does get a little salty because <laughs> it it those bombs drop us immediately after record button gets hit. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, so but uh, yeah, anyway, so we're we're talking and we're still on our video service here, and I just see him freeze. And I'll get like a rush of audio of him trying to catch of like the audio buffering and catching up. And then it's just bloop, it just drops Bye. and it's gone. Yeah, and I get gone. a text message. I get I get I get a really it's usually a really clever text message about something about something. <laughs> bleepity bleep <bleepity> bleep. <laughs> Network. Bleepity bleep. Uh, bleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talk to you later. <laughs> and that's about that's that wraps it up. So me, that's usually me the end standing of our show. Here screaming at my router. <laughs> that's all I imagine is you just like Hulk rage screaming at your, at your computer while it just dies while trying to upload something. Oh, can't have again. That. It's not your computer. It's your network. Yeah. All right. So that's why I was excited to get from from Amazon today. Dude, I am excited for that, man. I, I, I really am. I, I've enjoyed mine. I know everybody that I talk to both at work. Uh, mainly just at work, actually. <laughs> you're just, out, you're just out in the streets talking to people about Amplify just, HD hey, wireless router. Hey, you guys know what mesh networking is? <laughs> it's really cool. Um, no, but everyone I talk to, either at work or whatever, they swear by it. It's really funny. They swear by mesh networking, not just Amplify. Yeah. Amplify is one of the brands. There are multiple brands out there that do this, but um, I think like even people like Google home. I think that's actually a mesh networking service. Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a few other ones that are, that are out there, but I tell you mesh is the, is the bees knees, man. It is, it is awesome. So I'm, I'm really happy for you. Yeah, I can't wait. Okay, dude, let's, let's jump into some reasonable fanboys comic book talk, dude. There is just dude. been, dude, <sighs> it was like news aplenty. And since our last episode where we did our recap of San Diego comic con, uh, at, at least from my perspective, I that don't wasn't part one, by the way, yeah, it no, was not part yeah. one. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, what's funny is, uh, I, there really wasn't anything that came after the show. I don't really have anything else to add to SDCC no, other man. than I, I still wish the infinity war teaser, um, had been shown, you know, outside of the confines of Disney 23 D 23. And then, uh, SDCC Disney yeah. has chosen not to show that publicly. You can of course get bootleg, you know, let's be honest here. Just really, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's a hard Google. It's, yeah. it's a hard search on yeah. the internet to find it. Oh, dude, but here's they, the, they here's, have sent out the scouring scrubs to find out, oh, yeah. you know, where those are at. Here's my thoughts on that, dude. I think, I think the reason, I think we may have discussed it then too, but I think the reason why, you know, they're going to block that from being shown publicly is the fact that it's going to be carrying with it, uh, some, intentional spoilers for Ragnarok. So as soon as oh, Ragnarok yeah, drops, yeah. I think we'll get the trailer right after that because it's going to carry from the, at the end of Ragnarok. Cause yeah. I know, you know, not to give to, I'm not going to give anything away really, but well, uh, I mean, it's one out character there. Thor it's out shows there. up. Yeah. People Thor shows up. Yeah. People know it's there. I mean, the Milano oh, yeah. literally runs into Thor. You yeah. Know. So yeah. yeah, Thor shows up and, and so does it. So guardians do too. So there's, of course you have character mixing there, which for a studio, I understand saying, look, no, we want to keep, you know, each, e even though we have this overarching theme, we still want to 
keep every you know movie nestled in its own little mythos and own little like spoiler stuff if if we can help it so i get it but it sucks it does it does and, and chris hemsworth played a card uh shortly after sdcc that uh thor ragnarok and this is coming from from chris hemsworth himself says ragnarok directly leads into infinity war so Oh, the, wow. So the that's ending probably... <laughs> of Ragnarok will be the beginning of Infinity War. That's so, exciting, though. Yeah. I so like that a go. lot. Yeah. Um, I so, like that there's not, not much of a break there. No, no. Just going to jump right in, which is cool. It's something that you, you haven't seen in the MCU, really, other than, I, I would say, between Ultron and Civil War. I mean, Civil War is just, you know, a couple months after right. Ultron. I mean, very quickly, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, you know, jumping in here real quick, uh, Netflix. Netflix got hit with some really big news today that had quite a few, or not today, a couple days ago, as we're recording on uh, August, what, 11th today? 10th. 10th. Uh, number one, Netflix bought Miller World Comics, which is very interesting. Now, some people may not be familiar with Miller World Comics. Uh, biggest title out of that is Kick-Ass is the the big title under Miller World yeah. uh, Comics. Uh definitely it's not a major publishing house. Uh it it's, you know, n- just being completely completely, you know, honest. It it's it's not on the same level as a Marvel, a DC, an Image or or even Valiant, you know, because when you talk about like the big right. 4, right? Marvel and DC are King Kong and Godzilla, right? I mean they're they're constantly like they're just the big dogs in the yard. You know, then you got image, you know, kind of like, hey, don't forget about us over here. Right. And then you've got Valiant like, hey, we're over here. And then, you know, oh, yeah. then maybe Dark Horse. And then it just kind of becomes, you know, um, not to oh, not um, to de- not to devalue these publishers, but they're just yeah. in terms of of massive pop culture exposure. Kick ass does not have the same exposure as uh, Thor. Right. I mean, it just it well, sure. doesn't. It just uh, Kingsman yeah. as well. Kingsman as well. Yeah. Uh, which the a lot Secret of people Sir, Kingsman, the Secret Service. Yeah. Kingsman. Yeah. And so a lot of people didn't realize Kingsman was based on a comic book as well. So uh, oh, yeah. N- Netflix has purchased Miller World Comics, which is very interesting. Uh, I'm a big fan of the two Kick-Ass movies, uh, like the original a little bit more than Kick-Ass 2. Uh, Kick-Ass 2. It, <laughs> we're not going to get into a critique of Kick-Ass 2. Um, if you've, if you've read the comic for Kick-Ass 2, the storyline that it was based on, it's very disturbing. I mean, it's when we talk about like rape and female degradation and things like that, Ugh. really heavy. Uh, thank, thank goodness a lot of that didn't make its way to the screen. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably, probably wouldn't have gotten, you know, I mean, it's already a very much an R-rated movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, you yeah. know, the, the first one is a very fun movie. You know, I mean, it introduced the world to, uh, you know, uh, Chloe Grace Morentz. Uh, and so, uh, and then you got the Kingsman. Not sure what Netflix is going to do with Miller World Comics. Are, are we going to see, you know, TV shows yeah. based on these characters? Uh, I, I would be surprised that they would pay money to yeah. buy a publish a comic book publishing shop and not want to do something on the screen with it. Or maybe they're just wanting to get into publishing. I don't know. Uh, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, it's definitely worth following. Oh, and, and just so just to kind of throw some other comic names out there, um, Mark, I don't know if it's pronounced Miller or, or Millar. Millar. Yeah, Mark Miller, Mark Millar. Yeah, you can Mark Millar. Me. 
Yeah. No, it's, I don't know which one it is, but I've heard it either way. He also, uh, so in addition to Kick-Ass, in addition to Kingsman, he also, um, he also wrote Old Man Logan. That's right. Uh, that was right, from yes. 2010, yeah. which is uh, by far one of sincerely the best Wolverine comics um, that exists. Old Man Logan is, a t- for me, yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. just good grief, one of it's, the best. So, it's, a, it's a seminal book, dude. I mean, it, it's up there when you talk about timeless classics and comics oh, yeah. with The Watchmen, The Killing Joke. Uh, Old Man Logan definitely is in that category with, with those two yep. books. And it was a fantastic forerun he did as well. So yeah, they it kind of tied into that. But yeah, man, Old Man Logan. If, if they, they actually, I think they re, either rebooted it, redoed it, re, re, redo it, redoing it, <laughs> duding. They're redoing it. They're well, redoing old, well, old Man Logan is in the current Marvel universe. He was brought in from his universe into uh, the existing Marvel yeah. universe where uh, Secret Empire is taking place. So. Uh, even though, so Wolverine is dead, but he's not dead. So like in, in old man, Logan does not go by Wolverine. He has left that name behind. So he just simply yeah, goes yeah, by yeah. Logan. Uh, so yeah, he, he wrote that. And then on the flip side of Netflix buying a comic book company, a comic book company and studio leaves Netflix <laughs> literally the next day after Netflix announces yeah. purchasing, uh, Millar comics. Millar World Comics, uh, the literally the next day. I mean, huge bombshell. Disney will be leaving Netflix in 2019 uh, after signing a, a pretty exclusive deal with them just about what a year and a half ago, Ryan, two years ago, where well, Netflix they, was the the premier well, streaming ago, service yeah. for for Disney. Right? I mean, that's where it debuted first was Netflix. Yeah. So they, they kind of kicked on this whole relationship with Netflix, of course. Like, and, that's, and that's the deal. That's where we get, um, you know, that's where Daredevil kind of spawned from was this relationship that they were building and with each other is that's where, that's where we get the actual MCU shows. Um, I don't know. I think it's, this is what, I mean, it's interesting in a way that it's just kind of interesting. But you and I kind of talked offline about this not too long ago. And... We it kind of it kind of harkens back to what we were talking about just earlier, honestly, like with the stars conversation we just had. Now they're breaking Disney's breaking off from Netflix, not for the hell of it, but they're breaking off from Netflix to actually start their own streaming service, and they're going to be publishing all of their content through their own streaming services, which I am sure is going to be what probably no less than nine ninety nine a month. Oh, right? dude, it's like, it's Disney. I wouldn't be surprised if it's fourteen ninety nine. So yeah, I will be yeah, here, I will be shocked if it yeah if it's ten bucks. I think they're going to go for the fifteen mark because it's Disney and they know they can get a fifteen dollar a month. Right, but here's the, I mean, the, at the end of the day, we start to end up back in the same problem we all left when if 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 you are a cord cutter, I'm a cord cutter. Uh, John, you're recently a cord cutter. Um, where we kicked off of our sold from cable companies and we said, just give me internet. Do not supply me with anything else. Just give me internet. Indentured Um, servitude to the cable and satellite companies really is what it was, man. Yeah, exactly. So we kicked off of that. We just pay for internet and then we stack these streaming services. Here's the, the problem with stacking streaming services that you stop remembering what each one costs every month 
So by the time you're done stacking your streaming services, I hope you're saving a few coins. Oh. But more than more oh, often yeah, than right. not, you're almost at the same price you would be if you were to just pay for cable. Now, or more. the benefit is or more, or more yeah. Yeah. The benefit here, you know, let's go full circle on this. The benefit the benefit of that is that you get what exactly what you pay for, I guess in that sense, is that you're not paying for anything let's say that very lightly you're not paying for you know what i mean you're not paying for channels you don't watch at the same time there are going to be a bunch of stuff on netflix that you'll probably never see there's going to be a bunch of stuff on hulu that you're never going to see there's going to be a bunch of stuff on amazon prime video that you're never going to see um but it's a little bit more you get to make that choice a little bit better uh which is so in, instead of having to flip through channels all the time you can pick something off of Hulu. You can pick something off of Netflix. You can pick something off of there, which is great. I guess I'll wrap up my point here. Disney is now entering that, that another stage of this. We're about to hear from ESPN. We're going to be hearing oh, from by the way, owned by Disney, owned by Disney, owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. So Disney's going to enter their own streaming service. You don't think they're going to be stacking that. You know what I mean? They're going to have, they're going to have, I bet you, I, I see it coming where they're going to have a standard, you know, I'm thinking like $9.99 price tier. Then they're going to have a $14.99 price tier. Then they're going to have a $29.99 price oh, tier. I, oh man, I can almost see it. I, you can almost For the cost it, of right? one Blu-ray, you can have For Disney X, you know, for Disney Kids or Disney XD or whatever oh, it was yeah, called. Man. For yeah, Disney XD, for, Disney East, Disney yeah. West, yeah. They're, it's going to be all separated Teen in their little bitty packages. Yeah, it's going to be separated into packages, and they're going to sell it out the wazoo. But again, you're entering the game very late at this point, where people have already kind of stacked their streaming services into a place of comfort, going, you know what, I'm good. Do I need to spend another sixteen dollars a month for this? I, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe I'll just keep buying the movies as I want them and as they come out. So. Man, I feel like Disney's late to the game on this one. I don't feel like it's a great move. Will they make the money? Probably. But I just man, I, I feel like they're I feel like they're on the edge of this card, man. I don't know. I feel well, like it's a dangerous little Yeah, little, I mean those those chance. are great it is super valid points. I, I think what Disney has in their favor is not so much the original content that you find on, you know, the the Disney Channel or Disney XD is that incredible vault of movies oh, yeah. that Disney has. And oh, all of a sudden, yeah, stuff comes out of the vault yeah, at a right. certain price yeah. tier. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, uh, an animated film, classic or, or new, um, or a live action movie, you know, going all the way back into, you know, 50s and the 60s, like, you know, movies like, uh, you know, Mary Poppins, um, you know, Herbie, you know, movies like that that you know are are re-released on a cyclical basis and and because I, I believe like right now if you were to walk into say target or um wherever you know blu-rays and dvds are sold you, you may not find mary poppins right because it, it may have been pulled back into the vault so if they're going to be able to throw something like that on their streaming service and say the vault is wide open right and you can watch yeah. The Black Cauldron uh, and Toy Story 2 and 
Alice in Wonderland and then Dumbo and then you can watch Beauty and the Beast and then Moana. I mean, you know, this, you know, the the world's your oyster, right? <laughs> Whatever you want to watch. If there's a company, Ryan, they can do it and be successful with it. It's going to be Disney. I just uh, I, I hear where you're coming from when you talk about like stacking things up. If there is one company that could allure a customer from canceling one service to go to theirs, it is Disney because yeah. all you got to dangle out there, dude, not just the animated stuff, Star Wars and MCU dingle dangle it out there and, oh yeah right for sure and that's what i'm not saying got. that they don't have the power to do those yeah. things i'm just saying that would be a pretty that would be a pretty jerk move <laughs> you know it's well, already a jerk move essentially i mean because you're pulling netflix is going to lose all of those disney movies now netflix has come out and in a statement, it was on Twitter of all places, but it was still something that did confirm that they're not losing the MCU contract. So, correct. You, John, just so you can be, you know, you can rest assured that you're going to get Iron Fist season two. Thank God. Thank God. On Netflix, and that you can oh, just make sure that you were going to resolve the Danny Rand storyline. Man, I'm going to sleep in peace tonight. I mean, I know. Just- <laughs> You've been up and. <laughs> Just tossing just wanna, and turning all night last night. <laughs> just want to tell you. Thank you. You're gonna. It's thank I'm, you. You know, I'm here for you, buddy. You know, uh, I'm here for you. <laughs> Breathe a sigh of relief, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, in this, this isn't. This doesn't happen like you know this weekend. I mean, it, it happens in in 2019. Disney is honoring the contract that was signed with Netflix. So I mean, it's not like it's yeah. going to happen right away. And and so, you know, some people speculate, well, is this Disney responding to Netflix buying Millar World Comics? No. I mean, you know, Millar World has got some great titles, but again, n- no one is Bruh. confusing yeah. uh, you know, Kingsmen with Avengers, okay? I mean, they're they're not on the same yeah. level. And, hey, and reasonable if you read Kingsman and you love it, okay, do not interpret that at us as saying that's a bad comic, okay? But let's be honest. Okay. What ha- what holds, okay, in the print world and in the larger world in general, Kingsman or Avengers? Now we know the first Kingsman, very successful movie. It was great. I loved it. The second one looks like it's going to be equally as fun. But let's be very honest, Marvel and Millar World Comics, it is a night and day proposition between the two. So I don't think this is Disney like, you know, wanting to scold Netflix uh, for buying this comic book company. I think this is something that Disney's been working on a while and probably use Netflix as a little bit of a guinea pig. Okay. How popular is our stuff going to be? on netflix because netflix do they know what you watch when you watch it how you watch it what device you're using they know all that right so uh if they're seeing that you know when moana which is the newest disney movie uh to to hit netflix with the rock they can see okay disney what what are our stats netflix what do we see okay well it debuted on this day on the first day it had you know three hundred thousand views within a week it would have been streamed two million times okay cool it's been sitting on my trending now like list on netflix because it's a disney i don't watch a ton I, i don't watch like a ton of that um a ton of those on netflix at least but i don't watch a ton of those just period and like it's so i don't think it's like one of those you know hey since you watched 
all of these other animated movies, <laughs> yeah. all the animated family movies, right? You need to watch Moana. It's not that. It's like just trending now. Yeah, because people are watching right it. There. People are watching yeah. it. Yeah. It's, since you liked Ozark, you'll love Moana. I mean, it just... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So rest assured. Yes. Yeah, so rest assured. <laughs> yeah. Ozark. Great show, by the way. Um, and just add it to your list of stuff to watch, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Ozark. Seriously. Uh, so yeah. So Disney leaves Netflix in 2019. Uh, MCU in terms of original content. I don't know about the movies, Ryan. Don't know if MCU theatrical movies will survive the cut. I don't know, man. I, I you know, I got to say, for that's the Le- thing. The property is so big; it's yeah. it's kind of it's, interesting. I, gotta I don't say, know if it's going to be like first party, essentially, where it's it's like Disney's this, Disney's that. Because I don't, I mean, I I don't know. I'm going to say it goes. Well, I'm going to say it goes. I think they pull those movies. I think they take it with them, dude. I think they, they have them. every right to. I think I'm not they saying will. they don't have every yeah. right to. It's just going to be sucks. I think they well. I mean, I think for our listener base, I mean, let, let's let's you know call it as we see it. For our listener base, we're there. We're not waiting for it to show up on Netflix to watch it. I mean, most of us are going to see yeah. it a couple times in the theater, yeah. and, and then we're buying it either on Blu-ray, 4K, digital, you know, whatever. Right? I mean, we're I not. They've waiting. been trying to squeeze more out of Strange, that's for sure, because that yeah. thing's been on like. Yeah, right. <laughs> watch this, please. For <laughs> watch this, please. <laughs> All right, dude. Moving on. Uh, Wonder Woman this week. Yeah, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman again, dude is now the third highest grossing Warner Brothers movie. That is outstanding. Third of all time. Okay. It surpassed Batman versus Superman, which was uh, the previous number three was Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Past that now sits number three only behind Dark Knight Rises at number two. And surprise, no one's going to be shocked at this. Fat Albert at number one. No, <laughs> the the Dark Knight at number one. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> I think Warner Brothers did. Fat we'll Albert. never, we'll never catch up with that. <laughs> uh, that Fat Albert property. That's no pun intended. That's huge. <laughs> no, the number one highest grossing movie for Warner Brothers is, of course, The Dark Knight. That's a no brainer. Number two, Dark Knight Rises and number three, Wonder Woman. So, hey, man, do that. That movie last weekend, dude, it fell to number 12. Domestically and still pulled in two point six million dollars. Oh, yeah, man. It's not it's not going away. And here's the I mean iconic man. Here's the it, deal, it has achieved icon status as a oh, not, yeah. not just as a comic book movie, but just as a movie. It is now officially from a reasonable as fan fanboy perspective, it's iconic. It's now an iconic film. Yeah. It's good. It's great. I mean, that's the deal. It's just a great I mean, it survived. I mean, it's, it's not hard to think that it would survive, but it did survive like the Marvel comeback movie, right? Yep. Um, where it bounced it bounced off of Guardians on one side and then it bounced right back into Spider-Man on the other. And Spider-Man um, will not be catching it, dude. Right now, I mean, if we're going to talk just raw numbers, it's about $105 million behind Wonder Woman oh, yeah. 2 and trailer. Sure. Yeah, the, the steam yeah. is starting to run out on not, and again, Homecoming was great, but we're just saying in terms of like raw numbers and catching up to Wonder Woman, it's not going to. It just yeah. it doesn't have the steam for it. It doesn't matter if we love it or not. It's just one of those deals. Yeah. You know, the inconvenient facts and numbers that you just can't argue <laughs> with. Right? They're super inconvenient sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's a big one for WB. I, I threw out a little tweet uh, a couple days ago. Again, just crushing this ridiculous narrative that the DCEU is this quote unquote bomb, flop, failing, falling apart. 
uh, in four movies, Ryan, four movies currently in the DCEU have now combined for $3.5 billion in box office revenue. That's not a flop. That's not a fail. That's not falling apart. That is a thriving franchise. And I think we're going to see off the heels of hot Wonder Woman. Now, now we're talking about her physical appearance, but just hot movie made a ton of money. I think we're going to see Justice League make some cash a roll, dude. I think it's going to be a big one. Very smart for Warner Brothers to kind of move Batman a little bit to the side and not being the forefront and a lot of their promotional material and putting Diana as the forefront. It makes great economic sense. It, it's Marvel would be doing the same thing if, it, if, the, if the roles were reversed. Yeah. Right now in the DCEU, Batman's always going to be hot. People are always going to love Batman. I mean, you just, you cannot get around it. People, Batman right. and Robin made money for crying out loud. And that's, that's yeah. you and I's, you know, worst comic book movie of all time. And it still made its money. Okay. Oh yeah. You know, people love Batman, but they've shifted him over and he's not the focus. in a lot of the promotion material now it's Wonder Woman and rightfully yeah. so. And I think Justice League is going to have a very good opening weekend. I think it's going to have some staying power too, dude. I wouldn't be surprised um if it potentially doesn't eclipse wonder woman uh, not that i think it really matters but i think it's going to be a, a really big blockbuster and i and again i just want to reiterate the point at least from my perspective the dceu is it's not failing it's it's a hot property right now and it's doing very very well yeah i think i think you're right dude i think warner brothers uh <laughs> as much as as much as they want to you know living sometimes it feels like living their own stink uh of some like series of movies i think what well, the mummies warner brothers property i believe no that's um, universal oh universal Sorry. Yeah, yeah boy but universal. talk about this year's battleship Oof. The yeah, that, mummy, that went, man. yeah i don't think they're gonna be i don't think that's gonna go into any sort of uh, what was it? Were they trying to kind of create their monster universe? Yeah, well, the, the dark I'd, universe. I'd be, it was called dark. The, and they, they'd already planned for like, you know, three or four movies before this one even sold a ticket. Yeah, it made eighty million domestically. Just throwing that out there. I mean, it's made four hundred two worldwide, but eighty million in the U.S. Yeah, here in the U.S., man, they didn't want any part of Tommy Cruise, man. They just were Woof. not interested. It, it, dude, it, it looked dumb. I'm sorry, it looked dumb. It just. You know, there, you know, Tom Cruise is a great actor. You know, I, I enjoy watching a Tom Cruise movie. I enjoy watching a, a, a Tom Cruise Scientology rant on YouTube. What's not to enjoy about <laughs> any of that? Okay. These type of movies, though, really aren't his thing, you know, and uh, I, I think really what we look at with The Mummy is it, it felt it felt to me, Ryan, and you and I joked about this, but you know, Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise movie, you know, produced yeah. and directed by Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, it just was like you've been there, done that, man. Um and, and I, yeah, I, I gotta be honest, I think his I, I think him being in that movie probably hurt it a heck of a lot more than it ever would have helped it. Because I got to say, even though I haven't seen it yet, and I do plan on it, I'll rent it when it comes out, because I, I am at least interested in, in seeing what's presented. I don't want to completely yeah. dismiss it. Um, you know, the expectations are going to be super low. You know, hey, I love the Brandon Fraser first two Mummy movies. I thought they were fun. I mean, they haven't aged very well, you know, CGI-wise. No. You know, especially the Scorpion King at the end of the second one. Yikes. 
you know yeah, like yeah that was a X- little original xbox level graphics there that was rough yeah <laughs> i remember seeing that in the theater and just Ooh. going Ooh. yes and then the budget ran out <laughs> well, let's put it this way the third movie the third mummy movie called uh oh, what curse tomb of the, the dragon curse of emperor. the emperor's dragon the curse no, of the dragon tomb? emperor's tomb or something I'm reading. I can read it. It's Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. With Jet Li. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It made 102 million domestically. Oh, so the it third, smoked it. <laughs> so the third in 2008, by the way. Oh, was that uh, dude? Was that seven years ago? Nine years ago so, that it came out? Yeah. Oh well, dude. Oh eight, almost ten. Oh my goodness, I didn't think. Yeah, it was nine years ago, ago, almost ten. Wow, August first, 2008. Oh, we just missed the anniversary for oh, it. Oh, so party. nine years to the day, almost to the day. <laughs> we could have celebrated. Should have, should have had a viewing <laughs> so, party for Curse of so, the Dragon Mummy Tomb of the, by the, of the Dragon yeah. King. <laughs> By the way, if anybody remembers 2007 to 2009, known as the Great Recession here in the U.S., like that's that it made 102 million during, during a recession, an economic downfall. People <laughs> so, were hungry for anything that would entertain them, at that and it point. was, and yeah. we, and we still picked Brendan Fraser and Jet Li. On this, on the, on the big screen, on, so, a, on a flailing, dying <laughs> death throes of a franchise. By that point, so eighty million domestically uh, for that mummy movie with Tommy Cruise well, in twenty seventeen's money. I don't know, man. It's oh, d- judging for inflation, uh, mummy curse of the dragon's tomb or whatever is a three billion dollar revenue making <laughs> machine, especially in the, in two thousand and eight. <laughs> People, people were without jobs in 08, man. Like, no man, one they had 30% are, they are unemployment going to go rate, watch man. Brendan Fraser, though, by golly. They're like, you know what? Yeah. I could spend this $8 and buying some, you know, some sustainable meals here. But by God, if I'm not a Brendan Fraser fan. Well, <laughs> you know, sticking with Warner Brothers, this is a funny story, dude. Uh, you and I haven't talked about this at all. Henry Cavill. Okay, uh, has been. I did call- see this, dude. Yeah, has I'm, been called back going. for reshoots for Justice League. Again, not a surprise. Every movie has reshoots. Everyone, settle down. <laughs> settle down. Yeah, settle down. Every movie has reshoots. They had to call him back in to do some reshoots. Uh, and he has a mustache for a current role that he's in. What's the, what's the movie that he's shooting right now? Justice League is officially no wrapped, except for a few minor reshoots. What's the movie that Henry Cavill's shooting for right now? I forget. I have to look it up, dude. Um, yeah. I'll look it up, though. Okay, so while you're looking that up, uh, the role calls for a mustache for this new role. And I guess this man can can grow a mustache like, like no other. And oh. so, what is it? Mission gonna, Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible. Okay, good for him, man. Yeah, in my in Mission Impossible Six with Tom Cruise as Tom with Cruise, Tommy Cruise. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise in a Tom Cruise action movie. It's Tom Cruise action movie directed by Tom Cruise. <laughs> it's just produced by Tom Cruise, just distributed Tom Cruise. by Tom Cruise Pictures, <laughs> and Tom Cruise himself. He will hand the movie to you personally. <laughs> he will hand deliver each reel. <laughs> Banana, banana. Delivery truck driver Tom uh, Cruise. Tom Cruise as Tom Cruise. We joke at Tom Cruise, but if you haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow, you guys need to watch that. That is a you great, haven't seen a cool movie, man. That That's is a, a cool great, movie. Great. Not only is it a great action movie, it's brilliant science fiction too. It's not just an action movie. It's oh, outstanding it's, yeah. science fiction. Anyway, who's Emily Blunt's in that? 
Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise. Dude, I don't know why she has not been shopped for uh, a super. Uh, uh, honestly, like I don't see why MCU has not picked her up yet, or DCEU has not picked her up yet. She's got the looks, she, man, and she's got the chops. She's, she's a great. She actress. has had like action movie after action movie. Well, she was in that one, you know, Sicario, where she's like Sicuro, busting drug yeah. Sicario, Sicario, where she's like busting drug lords. Yeah, dude. And she's like putting a hurt on a bunch of cocaine dealers. She's uh, kicking it, dude. Yeah, I'm, she is. I'm serious. I don't and, know why she hasn't been picked and up. And looking fabulous at the same time, darling. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. So uh, anyway, if you guys haven't seen Edge of Tomorrow, it, Tom Cruise does not play the typical Tom Cruise character in this. In fact, Emily Blunt slaps him around like he's a rag doll for about half the oh, movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, edge of tomorrow. Check it out. So anyway, uh, so Henry Cavill's shooting for uh, mission impossible part 14 and uh, his character calls for a mustache. Apparently this guy can grow a mustache and a beard that, you know, is the envy of, of mankind. He just has to, he has to grimace for a minute and he's got a full beard. Yeah. Just think hard. And it just, <laughs> uh, and so Superman Kal-El does not have a mustache in these reshoots. So we have a conflict of interest because Paramount who produces and puts out the mission impossible series, uh, basically has said in his contract, you know, no shave, shave mustache. That's got to stay there. I guess the special effects people are on strike and they can't get a mustache on this guy's face. I don't, I don't understand what the problem there is with that. Yeah. I don't and know. They so, want it to be all natural. Or I something. guess so, man. Well, we did see him with a beard in man of steel. So, um, yeah, you know, I guess the guy, like I said, grows an incredible mustache and beard. So what Warner brothers is having to, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. It's kind of silly, but what Warner brothers has to do is essentially CGI out Henry Cavill's mustache because uh, we all know Superman's going to be in Justice League. It, it's a no-brainer. Uh, yeah, we just obviously. don't know when and where he's actually going to show up in the movie, and that's okay, please. And we know he. I mean, that's a weird thing. Zack Snyder, like, don't show us in the trailers, please. We don't want to no, see right. that. Okay, we don't. We want to see that. Well, Joss Whedon's remember Joss Whedon's in the studio for the rest of it. Yeah, so. yeah hopefully Joss is. You know, but like, again, these trailers are sometimes not even dictated by these directors. So I know we don't want to see. Who knows? We don't want to see how he comes back, man. That we want that to be a surprise. So anyway, Warner Brothers is going to have to CGI out this guy's mustache. And some people right. are giving this outrageous dollar amount that's going to cost like $25 million to CGI out a mustache. Uh, now, I'm, dude, I, I don't do CGI. That's going to surprise a lot of people. I mean, maybe it does, you know, cost that much, but wow, we, that seems like $25 million extraneous dollars to add to a well, production, man. Yeah. Well, here's, here's a, a fun fact then. So when the first Transformers movies came out, uh, the very first one, um, it was actually one of those like marvels of post-production CGI work that has yet that had yet to be matched at that time. It was um, pretty phenomenal. Every frame, put it this way, every frame of that movie that had uh, CGI in it took thirty hours to complete. In Transformers, yeah. My goodness. So there was a lot of work going on. Now that you have multiple people doing that job, it's not just one dude sweating it out in a closet <laughs> with, a, with a MacBook Pro that's on fire. <laughs> it's just a 12 inch power book from 2005. A G3 power book that's just, just 
just screaming <laughs> to high heaven, and he's just he's got the he's got a bandana around his head, just, just praying he's, to the gods. This power book makes its way through, <laughs> just trying his damnness just to get through the night. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was that's but, some yeah. pretty complicated CGI, though, right? Because I mean, you had to give the illusion. I don't know, man. You throw some green parts paint on and there, gears, and, right? With transformers. I mean, we're talking about a man's mouth moving. I don't know, man. They they, they CGI'd out the uh, you know pregnant belly. So yeah, I mean, and you and you didn't know. I, I mean, I I I feel very confident that the end product we're not going to know. You no, know. all that stuff's like super polished over anyway. Plus, you never really see a, like a dirty Superman face. Like that uh, thing's always like airbrush clean. Yeah, so. we've only seen it uh, once. You know, in Man of Steel when he was on his yeah. sojourn, right? And he was working on the fishing yeah. fishing boat and. Well, that's the thing. That's and that's kind of the and they probably are reshooting other. Uh, you know, obviously they're reshooting a ton of other scenes. I know you and I. I know. I know. I am. I think you and I have agreed on this. We do. We both want to see that the 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 long hair, the oh, almost dude. the nineties mullet. I want a mullet Superman, dude. I want regeneration chamber Superman with the beard and all confused. Beard, long, long hair. hair. Yeah, man. In black suit, man. Not that's sure what where I'm he's at. And doesn't know really what's going on. Uh, I think really where they could make better use of that money though ryan is to cgi a beard onto gal gadot i think would be amazing and just have a bearded woman just just, just full just gandalf like, she's like well somebody's got to be the man here <laughs> let me get my beard on over here it would be great she pulled out like a woolen like one of those like crocheted beard masks yep. just said we're ready to go now someone's like, getting ready someone's got a man up around here someone's got a man up me. around here <laughs> And you boys ain't doing it. So uh, let, me, let me go ahead and step it up for you fellers. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, yeah. So we just want to throw that out there. It's $25 million dude. to erase Henry Cavill's beard. So, Ryan, the Fantastic Four, man. We all love them, right? The Thing. Reed Richards. Invisible Girl. Can't figure out how to do it on film. Johnny Torch. Johnny Flame. So uh, here's something that's very interesting, man. Um Writer for Marvel, uh, Jonathan Hickman, who wrote for the Fantastic Four for Marvel, has come out, probably doesn't work for Marvel anymore, has come out and openly said, Marvel discontinued the Fantastic Four print, the the book, uh, over a dispute with Fox. so, So Fantastic Four is no longer in print? Yep. The characters still exist. So... You know, um, Reed Richards and Sue Richards uh, are currently trying to figure out how to fix tears in the Marvel multiverse uh, while the thing um, is taking part in Secret Empire um, in his fight. Uh, I, I, I if I remember right, um, I am behind a couple issues. I think he is on uh, Steve Rogers side. I think he's gone full Hydra. Um. So the characters still exist. I mean, they haven't been done away right, with. Yeah. They're just, uh, but they're, but they're, they're not the fantastic four. Yeah. So, well, I he, mean, here's the deal. How heavy are involved? Are they inside of this, inside of secret empire? Uh, are they in, main characters? Yeah. In the latest issue. Yeah. The thing in, in the Hulk go at it. It doesn't surprise me that much then, I guess like over the dispute with Fox, like I think that was maybe just timing, but it feels like if they're super involved in the secret empire, then there might be just that reason alone to just say, you know what? Like they don't need their own story here. They can just, they can just be tag alongs, everything else. No one's missing a fantastic four comic book right now. 
But what did I mean? Is it is it like a? I have to ask you questions on this one because I haven't. I I only heard about this because you mentioned it. But is this something that that uh, that Fox has commented on? I mean, are they saying anything about this, or is no. there any other reason why? Like, no. what's the dispute? Okay, so this is basically what uh, Jonathan Hickman says here, and uh, I'm getting this from uh, avclub.com, though you can find this on on several different comic book news sites. Um, so basically, you know, they, they kind of start out with this uh, theory that you and I have talked about of the devaluing in, in print of non-MCU characters, making them non-relevant in the books uh, in order to quell their their potential popularity on screen okay so so basically just reading directly from the article again it's from avclub.com it says in the comic book community it's commonly assumed that marvel has spent the last few years quietly de-emphasizing a lot of the characters that it doesn't own the movie rights to for example Fox controls the X-Men movies, so the comic book X-Men were gradually sidelined in favor of the Inhumans. I think you can make an argument for that and very convincingly. That's my commentary. That's not what it says in the article. The exception Here's the article again. The exception to this was Spider-Man, who is so popular that Marvel won't touch him, but the biggest casualty of this supposed policy has been the Fantastic Four who haven't had their own comic book for several years. As this theory goes, Marvel has been particularly spiteful toward the Fantastic Four because Fox's movies have been so lousy. No argument there. With the idea being that the publisher is trying to tank the property so bad in comics and merchandise that it's worthless to Fox, which will then give the movie rights or start make, give up the movie rights or start making better movies. Um, and then I'm going to skip down a little bit here. Um, it says uh, former Fantastic Four writer Jonathan Hickman basically confirmed that it's true when he spoke with News Rama. Hickman explained that, quote unquote, it's pretty common knowledge that Marvel has stopped publishing Fantastic Four because of, quote unquote, disagreement with Fox. Hickman isn't a Marvel executive, so he could just be repeating the same rumor everybody else has heard. But he was right. the writer behind the recent Secret Wars event that gave characters like Mr. Fantastic and Sue Storm one last big story together before essentially removing them from the board. Um, <clears throat> and then he goes on to say, here's a quote from Hickman, uh, that kind of thinking runs contrary to everything I believe in as a professional storyteller. It comes from a place of manipulation where an attempt is made to make the reader desire something through denial. Uh, he compares right. it to a quote unquote, again, I'm sorry. I'm, this is just a quote. I know it's a PG show, but it's a quote. He compares it to a shitty dating service or shitty dating advice and says that Marvel should quote unquote, write a story that people care about. Uh, you know, you know, we, we talked about this. I, I don't know if it was the last episode or the, or the one before that, where we can kind of play devil's advocate on both sides of the, of the story. Um, if it is true, man, if it is really true, that Marvel killed, now they didn't, they didn't kill off the characters, but they, they killed off a book that has been a cornerstone of Marvel since the 60s. I mean, older than yeah. Spider-Man, okay? Older than the Incredible Hulk. Older than the Avengers, okay? Yeah, man. A cornerstone. I've got to know I have an old collection in, my, in the closet here now. Yeah. I mean, a cornerstone book. And for a long time, dude, as a kid, 
the Fantastic Four were a part of of American pop culture, man. You knew who the thing was. You knew who Mr. Fantastic yeah. was. Uh, in in you know the the Human Torch, Invisible Girl. I mean, you knew who they were, even if you never picked up a Fantastic Four book. You know, it, if it's true that this is how Marvel is going to public punish Fox for making three just below the par comic book movies i gotta agree with mr hickman it, it's a pretty pretty crappy way uh to get people to want something out of just yeah. denial i mean what, what yeah. g- give me some of your thoughts man dude i'm well that's not much not much else to add there i think it's pretty cruddy um if they and I, re, I was reading some another article there uh, from IGN that kind of reflected some of the same sentiments, and he he said he he said that um, apparently there is a apparently there apparently I said something that made my phone <laughs> like apparently think I was talking to it. Yes, yeah, Siri's like yes. Order, I'm, I'm order not talking a pizza. to you. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> but. It said that, you know, that the Marvel, there's, there's talk going around that Marvel is killing this off because it's no really, no longer relevant to readers. And there's, and there's this like, well, people aren't really interested in the Fantastic Four anymore. Um, he disagrees. I disagree. I don't know if that's true. I think it's just a rumor, but because what is it? He said something about, and not, I'm paraphrasing family exploration, love like these are universal story concepts that do not age they're just told in different ways so to to go off something like that if people are starting to think well you know fantastic four is just kind of a fading you know thing like i doubt it dude like those are some excuse me those are some really rich characters very rich characters that offer a ton of of relevancy and, and a ton of content into the Marvel universe. And it's a shame uh, that Marvel did have to sell off all these properties to all these different, different houses for, especially for show and movie rights, because you know, if, if we can have the complete collection of X-Men and, and uh, Spider-Man without issue and fantastic four, um, and as with all of the Avengers, as we stand right now, we would have, some of the best, some just honestly, just some of the most complete out of the comic book onto the big screen stories we would we would ever see, and I think it's it's a shame that they're broken up like this. But at the end, this is Marvel. This is your fault. This you made these decisions. You you made this bed. Now either buy the property, make it correctly, or sleep in your own bed sleep in the bed with it like just say hey you know this is going to happen but don't kill off something just to uh what is it refu- you know, create the uh create the market out of denying it you know I'm, I'm we're not a video game podcast but i think nintendo is learning some lessons from this um this whole like idea of only offering a little bit and then yanking the rug out from everybody yeah nes classic anybody <laughs> right shipment day of 11 yeah. like give yeah, me a right. break dude yeah. and, I, and that's if you want to hear that full story i think that one's on saucy that was a good story <laughs> <laughs> i do have my I, I am on a waiting list through amazon for a super nes classic i'm you're gonna hey you can stay on that waiting list buddy i'm out <laughs> hey i got i got an nes classic on launch day man i was very lucky i mean i, just, I, know. I still don't know that's how it happened cool. still i still couldn't I, tell yeah. you how it happened but i got one I know, but anyway, it's that it's that marketing approach, and it sucks. It literally k- 
kills your customers. You're telling your customers that you don't care about them if you do that type of marketing. And that's what Marvel's, if Marvel's trying to do that with Fantastic Four, then all you're doing is hurting your customers and hurting potential readers. Dude, you know, you, you, you said something that is so, dude, I mean, it just, it, it really hit me. I mean, we, <clears throat> it, as great as the MCU has been, it is not a complete, true MCU sure, without man. the X-Men, without Fantastic Four. It, it, it just isn't. You want to talk about Civil War alone, just the thought of Civil War. Yep. You know, we saw it on the big screen and is, to me, one of the best, you know, it's one of the best MCU movies. It's really up there. I love it a lot. You get a lot of Tony. You get a lot of Cap. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan, man. I love that movie. But... I imagine in, in we, we, we are looking forward to Infinity War, and we think Infinity War is going to be huge, and it is. For the type of movie that's going to be, Infinity War is going to be crazy large. Civil War in the comic books was literally the most massive event that Marvel had. It's, it, it, it spanned across just <laughs> series of books. And every type in Civil War. Everybody. Yeah. It wasn't just the Avengers. I mean, it was, it oh, was yeah. everybody. It was everyone. X-Men, Fantastic Four, Avengers, all of them were involved. And I think, yeah, man, like Civil War, was a, that was a nod to Civil War in the, the, the Captain America one. That was just a wink, a tip of the cap. That had that didn't hold. Oh, that was no, the tip of the no, iceberg. I didn't even know. It, it, no, it, it wasn't didn't hold War. the complexity of the of the. Oh book. no, not at all. Well, you know what I would prefer to see. I mean, if this is true, right? And and it is. We should note that Jonathan Hickman again is not an executive with Disney. He is not you know an executive with Marvel Comics. Right. He is a writer. Now. That shouldn't be discounted. We shouldn't just go, oh, well, he was just a writer. Well, he also got yeah, to see yeah. probably a lot of politics as well, too. Oh, yeah. Is, I, you know, if this is true, and Ryan, I got to say, I, I believe that it is. I genuinely believe that, that this is true, that Marvel signed, signed, signed away these, you know, IPs, the, these intellectual properties. They signed away Spider-Man. They signed away Fantastic Four. They signed away X-Men. We, we have to compete with Batman. We have to compete with Batman movies. DC is killing us in the box office. They're killing us. They're killing us. Sell it. Sell it. Sell it. Get it out there. Get it out right, there. Right. Yeah. A lot more misses than there were hits. And yep. now, you know, the chickens have come home to roost. And so what I would rather see is Marvel take the high road and say, okay, well, if we're not going to get the screen versions of these characters, we're going to put out the most outstanding Fantastic Four that has ever been in print. And we're going to grow it that way. And we're just going to take that high road. I, yeah, I, I would much rather see that than to quote unquote punish a, a multi-billion dollar movie studio. They can basically just shrug and just go, oh, okay. You're going to kill off a comic book line? All right. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, though, that gas can, that gas tank's going to run empty for Fox, though. And that's the other side of that coin is that... Yeah, because I mean, if you're not creating been, new characters, I mean, that's what they're doing with X-Men. They're not creating yeah. a ton of new characters. They can't, number one. They can't create any new characters. No, no, no. Marvel <laughs> in print can. Oh, right, 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 right. But whatever they, whatever they inject into X-Men in print, Fox can pull and use for 
Big screen. X-Men movie line. Yeah. So basically you turn the faucet off or you just create characters yeah. that are like just rubbish, you know, and yeah, would be. But I think we're going to get Squirrel Girl soon. I hope, I hope <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's on Freeform. That's going to be coming to Freeform pretty soon. They're going to have a uh, really? oh, something. Yeah, Squirrel Girl is coming to to. I think it's. I don't know. Is that girl from the AT and T commercials? I think that oh, I can't God remember her name. It. But she was like, "That's what that's who Squirrel Girl is." I think, yeah, brother. Good grief! I don't know if I'll that's pass. the case or not. But it's a hard. But pass. it might be. <laughs> yeah so um but, yeah. yeah you know i mean dude it, like you said man it's like marvel you made your bed man you made your bed and either own up to it buy it back and do it right and do it justice or leave it alone like just do your thing with fantastic four and yeah. that's print leave the rest of it alone stop trying to you know weasel your way into getting a lower price for the for the material you sold it buy it back because you screwed up Yep. Like that's, that's yep. it. Okay. Uh, so, um, well, let's see here. I guess kind of sticking with Fox Deadpool two. We got some still images of cable. Do- oh yeah. The Domino. Josh Brolin. Yeah. yeah Josh Brolin cable. And- What'd you think? Of, what do you think of cable there? Dude, I, you know what? I did not mind it whatsoever. I saw some, some bigger pictures. I think it was on entertainment weekly's, uh, spread of it. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, it's it's back. You know, it's just like typical, very very typical um, suits of uh, you know what is it? Comic book suits and stuff right now pouches. is just pouches and pouches guns. and very, Kevlar and very Rob Liefeld looking cable. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's it's the first time we get to see Cable on the screen. That's pretty rad that we get to see some of these characters that we have never seen before. Um, we're going to be able to see some of these guys come up to come up on the screen. And I think that's one that's awesome by itself. I, you know, cable was a really fun and awesome character in the comics. Um, you know, just cool. He was just a cool character uh, that I think got some, got some TV time in the animated series of X-Men on Saturday morning. Oh, cartoons. Yeah. yeah, he did. But he did. But uh, but we never really got to see much of him other than being in the comics other than that. So uh, being able to see, Who's who's the, the who's the so it's Scott Summers and well and, uh, yeah who's I the mean, mother yeah if you if you comics. go the um you know the comic book canonicity he's the son of Scott Summers and Madeline Pryor Madeline Pryor was a clone of Jean Grey right uh, that you discovered through the Inferno storyline which took place you know kind of late eighties early nineties uh one of, yeah. you know I, I know you're a big fan of the Phoenix Saga which is incredible yep. I I will never love argue with the that. Phoenix Saga uh, Inferno is one for me with X Men great storyline with Inferno basically led to the New Mutants becoming X Force is essentially kind of um yeah what what got into play and then you know started to introduce Cable uh, into the equation over time yeah you know I mean his his look um. Certainly, you I know, thought it was good though. I yeah, liked it. Looks it. good. Just, just, I, I kind of described it, but I liked it. I really did. He's, uh, uh, I don't know, some HGH something. I mean, he's ripped. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> Brolin. Yeah, he hit the gym and then Ooh. hit a bunch of supplements. Yeah, the gym. <laughs> and then they did some airbrushing on the oh, <laughs> on the yeah, photo. Yeah, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Um, I, I love the I love the image kind of playing off. You know, Deadpool going. Shh, you know, um, yeah, definitely. That yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting this take on on Deadpool two. You know, I I really hope that 
it, it does take a little, a little more of a serious tone, becomes a little bit more of a, I don't want to say traditional comic book movie because that, that that wouldn't work for a Deadpool film. No, uh, we've said that before, though. Yeah, I, I would like to a little bit of a step back <laughs> of the you know breaking the fourth wall. We know he's self aware, um, and you know maybe giving us a little bit more. And when I say traditional, I, I'm talking about more like in the like Deadpool is in the moment and not really so concerned with talking to us and. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. I, I know that's what the newest director, where he wants to wants to go with it. Uh, if Ryan Reynolds had his way, he would just stare in the camera and talk to us for two and a half hours. Uh, so I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm still so like, don't really know how jacked up and excited I want to get for Deadpool two. I got to say the the Domino still shots did really did not impress me at all. Um, and it has nothing to do with the race of the character. I, I, I got real irritated when people were like, well, Domino's not black. Um, you're right. She's albino uh, in the comic. Um, that's not the point. She didn't look but again, like... again, it's just like, she yeah, didn't like, look who, like Domino. okay. Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you know, she just didn't look like Domino. It, it, now, is this like... Like, like, will her appearance change? And again, I know we're kind of walking like this. Oh, we don't want to offend people. I, I'm not saying like Domino has to be white. Okay. No, I, don't, I know our audience at least. Yeah, not that, that's not that's what we're case. saying. That's not what we're saying. Uh, she just, she didn't look like Domino to me. It, it didn't allude to Domino. Domino has a very different look than most so, characters. Yeah. So if if you if just to kind of give you guys a, a mental image of the Domino character in the comic book, she's it's a very yeah she's like you said she's, she's, she's albino white. yeah she's albino she's like 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 very very much like a paper paper white character over her left but eye let's just is say a she's, dark patch yeah let's just say she's so, not Caucasian like her mutant no. her mutant abilities have like bleached her. There is. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's regardless of her race. She's a bleached skin color. Correct. The uh, on her left eye, though, there is a dark round, almost like patch. Correct. And, and so what they decided to do for the movie is they reversed that because she's a dark skin tone. If she's a black uh, African-American black girl, uh, black woman that is playing this character, they actually put a white patch Correct. On her left eye. Yeah. Which, so which is, they just kind of did a little bit of a reversal, reversal which is fine. Yeah. yeah okay, it, cool. It, no problem. No, it's not yeah. that. It's not about that. No. Um, but again, I'm not too invested. I have to be honest on this one. I haven't been invested in a lot of the Deadpool like character runs. Oh. Um, you know, it's it not that it wasn't for me. It's just by the time I was in and out of X-Men, the comic books as a kid, I Deadpool was not one that I like ran down the path with. It just, it wasn't, I mean, it sh Deadpool showed up, but for me as a kid, I never really read a ton of those. So when it comes to some of these characters like Domino and, and uh, some of the other X-Men characters that are a little bit more fringe, you know, X-Force and stuff like that, I know about them, but I tell you, I couldn't tell you one iota of, of her powers right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean the, the actress that they've cast to play Domino is a very attractive young lady. There, there's no doubt about that. She's visually appealing, visually striking. 
and I, I'm sure she's going to be, you know, very well acted and well directed. You know, Brolin, I had my concerns. It's like, okay, yeah, all right, I can, I can see that as Cable. I can see that uh, now. Uh, you know, obviously Ryan Reynolds is in a suit, so yeah, okay, yeah. But you know, they they stayed with the color. You know, they didn't try to change it up, and and it's very evident that's Deadpool. So, uh, you know, and who knows where where uh, other characters are going to come in at? Uh, just still shots. You know, I thought Cable looked great. Domino, I was a little bit, you know, okay, all right. You know, we'll see, we'll see. And it could completely change when you see her walk on screen. I mean, still shots do not tell a story by any means, and it's all going to be about the performance what she brings to the character, how she's directed, yeah. the the script that she's going to be, uh, you know, reciting and acting from. I mean, she could walk on the screen and completely blow us away. And, and just like with Gal Gadot, I'll return to this show and say, okay, you know, here's my humble pie. I'm going to eat it. And so, uh, but yeah, some still shots there from, from Deadpool too, but no trailers, nothing like that or anything. Yeah. Just some still shots. So, yeah. uh, Zazie beats. Zazie beats. Name, okay. Way. Okay. Z-A-Z-I-E. So not, not I, familiar I'm with anything that she's that been in. Um, uh, she's in that, uh, I think it's a show. I don't know if it's a movie or not, but it's, I think it's a show. Let me look it up really quickly because I don't want to misquote it. Uh, Atlanta is her current, yeah, it's a show on FX with Donald Glover. Okay. And All it's right. uh, called Atlanta. And it's, uh, uh, I couldn't tell you a thing about the show, but I know she's in when, it with donald glover okay she's in it with donald glover and go. what i hear about it it's actually one of those really great shows it's got an 8.6 out of 10 on imdb great so, great show that nobody watches great show that i have not to you know yeah. it's just like hey there's how many how many hours are there in the day yeah right so there you go okay all right cool but anyway yeah here it's right. really good we'll we'll see her in the uh and the final product and uh you know hey we love to be proven wrong i love to be proven wrong you know prove me wrong yeah you know i could walk away from that going best domino ever um so and going worst cable ever right i mean we just don't know yeah <laughs> we could right yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah go ahead man. here's here, yeah man I, I i definitely want to talk about something that i have been excited for in the past few weeks or month or years or whatever but ever since i heard about this this particular uh production getting purchased by a director uh, that I really like um, that he bought this whole series and was ready to produce it and ready to get it going. And we saw the first images of dark tower last year. And I thought, Hmm, this is interesting. And I, th- I hope that they clean this up and I hope they do a good job with it. And then we saw the, the trailer yeah. that was leaked that had a bunch of green screen in it. And that was, I was like, okay, all right. A lot of green, a lot of screen, a lot of very badly dyed hair on Matthew McConaughey. From the, uh, from the Peter Jackson school of directing these days, just throw them in front of a green screen. And, and then I see the final trailer of honestly, John, one of my favorite book series. One of my favorite book series, right? And I see the trailer of the Gunslinger, who I, and I love Idris Elba. I, oh, I think dude. he's a great actor. He's fantastic. Um, I love Matthew McConaughey. I love everything he's done. <laughs> that dude is goofy and serious, and he can. He's a. He's got some range on him. I really do like Matthew McConaughey. Um, 
And then they show them together, and I'm going. I'm quite. I'm, I've got my dog ear up about it. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they, didn't, lo- they didn't look good together, man. It was, dude. I wanted to love it, man, and yeah. it was just like I'm looking at these images. I'm just going like just two dudes standing there next to each other. Like, God, gum it, yeah. Sony. Yeah, not a lot of chemistry. Dad, gum it, Sony. Not a lot of chemistry <laughs> with the two there. And no. so, of course, it hits the theaters, and the I think the best review I I read about it was, um they don't know what type of movie they're trying to make. (laughs) Yeah. We could tell that from a two minute trailer. Yeah. From the trailer, I got that. Is it an action movie? Is it a drama? Is it it a horror? Is it, we don't know what what type of movie it is. Right. The dark tower. So because they, and they, and they tried to just aim a shotgun at the wall and see if that would just kind of, it is what it is. But if they'd have made that movie just true to the, to the story, we would have seen a very different, a very different type of movie. And I just, man, I, I, I haven't watched the movie yet. Here's the deal. It peaked, right? But it, it also went up against the emoji movie, which people have commented on. The reviews on the emoji movie are so funny. Many people are saying it is quite possibly one of the worst movies ever made. Oh, which is very, I mean, how that's not a surprise at all. I took one look at that like concept and was like, well, this is going to, that's going to just be terrible. There's no redeeming values in that. Like, that's just, how do you, anyway, I don't know how you make that movie, but you, anyway, they did it. Um, but it was like, apparently it was like, people are just like, this movie is so depressing. What, <laughs> like what, just, the emoji movie? The emoji movie was just so depressing to watch. So it went up against, you know, it went up against that heavy hitter on the weekend and it walked away the winner. Of course it did because it went up against some really garbage movies um, and it made 19 million its opening weekend, which is not great bum, at bum, all. Bum, bum, uh, and right. I tell you, cue for the, the, cue for the, the production, right fail horn right there. Jeez. For the for the production value that they that they threw at it, they threw a ton of money at it, and they still couldn't figure it out. And I tell you, I am more disappointed in Ron Howard than I really am at Sony because he produced this movie. Ron Howard is the is the backer of this whole thing, and the and the he should have the creative vision to make something out of that because he. I remember in 2011 he bought it in 2011. And it was like we were ready, like to get this thing going, and he could not figure it out to to do it correctly. And then I'm I'm it's very disappointing. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm really scared to go see it. It's one of those movies that I was really getting excited to see. I talked about it every time we talked about movies. I always brought up the Dark Tower because I really wanted it to be great. And I watched the final trailer, and I tell you, John, I don't know, man. Like I'm just kind of. Well, I would in, I would encourage you not to spend your hard-earned money theatrically uh, to see that. I, I think that you know there are some movies that I'd are, rather go see Atomic Blonde for sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, definitely, definitely. You're, 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 I'll go see that one, and not for not for like this. I'd see a worse movie or whatever. It's not. It's like <laughs> if I were to go to the movies right now and spend money on movie, it would be the Atomic. It would be Atomic Blonde. I would not spend money on Dark Tower right now. Well, you know, I mean, uh, in, in terms of of pacing for when that movie would be released, you really can't argue with the time frame, right? Cause I mean, you were going to, you know, you started off the summer, you know, April, essentially, you know, summer movies keep getting pushed back like 
you know, earlier into the year, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's just like black Friday starts on Monday now. Correct. So. Yeah. So, you know, start off with, you know, guardians volume two in early, early May, huge, you know, over a billion dollars worldwide. Uh, and, you know, and then you had wonder woman about, you know, five weeks after, you know, yeah, approaching, Spider-Man. you know, approaching, you know, 800 million worldwide. And then just a couple, you know, what, three, four weeks, five weeks after Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, not doing the same gonzo numbers of Guardians or Wonder Woman, uh, but nobody still took doing a, great. Nobody took yeah, a bath. Still doing great. Nobody took a bath on, yeah. on Homecoming. Yeah, they broke even. Uh, correct. <laughs> <They're>, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, all th- and all three movies, of course, are going to do phenomenal uh, on home sales, home, whether disc or, yeah, or digital, they're, they're all yeah. going to do very well. So th- the timing couldn't be better for a movie like the dark tower to kind of cap off the, the summer movie season. And that's a Sony movie picture deal, right? Dark tower. Is that Sony? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I kind of look at it very similar to the Lord of the Rings and how long it took those series of books to finally make their way to film. And man, those were in limbo stage for decades, literal yeah. decades, because people couldn't figure out how to do it. And, and if you've ever read the Lord of the Rings, it's not an easy read, man. It is not easy. You know, yeah. T- Tolkien, a, Tolkien did not yeah. write on like a, a sixth grade level. Okay. I mean, for being about elves and magic and, you know, all that hooey, it, it's not an easy read. It's, it's complex reading and there's a lot to it. Right. And anyone who's read Lord of the Rings knows exactly what we're talking about. Hobbit is a little bit different. Uh, much more readable, much, much easier, but yet Peter Jackson managed to get nine hours of movie out of 120 pages. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we get to the dark tower and extremely well-written books, not on the same literary literacy level or excuse me. Uh, yeah. Like literature level as Lord of the Rings. That was never the intent. That wasn't Stephen King's intent, but still complex books. And with complex characters and complex storylines and in inner interweaving characters and structure and tone. It's complex reading and it's not just one book. It's, it's several books. And so I'm with you. I, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about this movie at all after the first trailer. I was like, well, that's, that was my first nomination for the battleship of 2017 was going to be the dark tower. Uh, the, yeah. the mummy captured it before dark tower did, but dark tower certainly doing its job to try to grab that crown. I guess really what, it, what you got to kind of look at is just sometimes there are properties that just are not meant to be live action. What, in terms of, of cinema, like Fellowship of the Ring, I, you know, I don't know if people really understand when that came out in 2002, what an incredible gamble that was for New Line Cinema 
at the time. Now, owned by Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema has pretty much gone the way of the Dodo at this point. But that was a huge gamble for them. And it's like, man, is anybody going to go see this? And, you know, we all know the history behind it. Mega blockbuster movies, right? Mega. Oh, yeah. I, I, in, in, in pulling people into those movies who never even picked up the book, right? Oh, yeah. And I think that Sony probably looked at the Dark Tower very, very similar to that. Uh, in that this, this is going to be our Lord of the Rings. This is it right here, right here. This is it could our, be, and it could have been. Could have been. This is our Lord of the Rings. And wow, we not even close. And you know, I, I shared this with you earlier today, I, I or yesterday, that this, I think this would have been much better served as a television series, uh, like a Netflix original or HBO. Um, I don't know who Sony partners with for premium cable. I, I want to say it's stars. I think is there. So probably wouldn't have been HBO, but well, not, I'm not sure, but it is in production. Oh, a TV series. Yes. By Sony. Okay. Starring Idris Elba. And Matthew. They're McConaughey? doing a prequel. It's a prequel oh, the, TV oh, series. Yeah, I love a Pete. Right. So well, that's what I mean. Get like, out of their way. It's like just freaking it's just, ding dongs, man. Just when you think you're aiming down the sights to hit the target, you're you're staring through the scope oh, backwards. Dude, dude, I, like I, I can, dude, I, I can. As much as we get frustrated with how Marvel Studios acts, I, I can, I can feel their frustration. Just trying to have a conversation with Sony executives. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, seriously, you know. Okay. Whatever. Um, no idea. Yeah, yeah no, whatever. It's just no whatever idea at this point. Okay, all right. You know, uh, you know, Stephen King got his royalty money from it, so he's moved on. Oh, I know, and I can't imagine what he's thinking at this point. Like, <sighs> yeah, right. Like, I know he was when they first talked to him about it. He was just like, "Dude, I'm, you know, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Like, it's gonna be great." And he's gonna make his money off of this. It's his royalty check too. But, dude, and and Ryan, know, th- this could be one of those rare cases where a movie theatrically just struggles but yet when it hits home release it just goes bonkers i mean we 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 have seen that before where yeah just you know for whatever reason um maybe movie fatigue right um we we know we've talked about on this show the, the statistics say the average moviegoer goes to two two movies a year two yeah Okay, probably to our fan base that listens to the show and you and I were like two. <laughs> okay, that's pretty paltry. Okay, yeah, but there's we, three MCU movies alone this year. Oh like. yeah, oh please, dude. I mean, you know, the movies I've seen in the theater this year. I mean, other than you know, obviously MCU, but you know, Kong, Alien Covenant, you know, Despicable Me three, right? Um, Cars three. You know, this this year alone, I think I've seen about ten movies theatrically but you know you and i are, are are a little bit different from everyone else because we're you know again we're living in our mansions recording these shows so we can just go to movies you know i just buy a ticket to a movie right and i don't even go in and watch it i mean that's just you know <laughs> where i'm at buy at this it. point yeah i just buy the ticket and i throw it away i don't even give it to anybody i just rip it up and throw it in the garbage can walk away uh so i don't know maybe it's, it was movie fatigue you know people had already gone to see their two big budget movies and I'll tell you what, man, it, it doesn't bode well for Valiant. I, I instantly become much more concerned for Valiant's 
agreement with Sony Pictures. I mean, if, if Sony can't get yeah, the dark, that's where we're kind yeah, of living right yeah, now. Yeah, if Sony can't get the dark tower correct, okay. After again, a- another book series has been in development for years to figure out a way to get it on on the on the screen. Uh, it, it, yeah. If they can't get it hammered out, you think they're going to get Bloodshot right? You think they're going to get Faith done correctly? Do you think they're going to understand the Harbinger? Do you think they'll be able to wrap their minds around XO? No. No. If they can't figure out the gunslinger, they're not going to figure out XO. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) There's just nothing. They're just not, man. Yeah. Like it's just, it's again, 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 the Sony conversation that unfortunately, when something else comes out from Sony and, and it's just like proving the point one more time. Like, you know, here we go. I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of it. Honestly, I, dude, I got to like say at this point, man, dude, their movies suck, dude. Their, their movies suck. <laughs> you guys are putting, you. you guys are putting out crap movies, man. You, you just are. You're putting out crap movies and yeah. Disney is eating your lunch. Warner is eating your lunch. Fox is eating your lunch. Uh, Universal is eating your lunch. Yeah, dude. It's, it's Sony. It's tiny, you know. And, and we say this because you know we we love Spider Man. We love the Dark Tower. We love Valiant. We love these characters that live in the Valiant universe, and we want them to be portrayed. It, it's just like our sometimes vitriol at Fox for the flippant way they treat our X Men. We don't get mad yeah. just to get mad. We get mad because we love these characters. Quit quit screwing around with them. And so we love the Gunslinger and everything the Gunslinger represents. And you you botched it. You botched and Sony and Sony forgot the face of their father yeah. when they made this movie. That's right. They forgot, they forgot yeah. the face of their father. They did. They botched it. They forgot oh, the grief. face of their father. And again, if you, if you can't figure out the gunslinger, which has been in, in book form for what, Ryan, 30 years has been uh, in comic book form. Uh, you know, seventies, I think indies, was in the first comic book adaptations. If you can't even get the gunslinger, right. Then, you know, God help you with bloodshot because you're not going to get bloodshot nailed. <laughs> you know, you're just not. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Ugh. okay. I don't want to keep beating up on Sony, but right. I mean, it, well, it, it, 19, what is it? Oh, I'm sorry. It was 1982, 82. First, so a long when the time gunslinger ago, came out. Yeah, when man. The gunslinger came the gunslinger. Out. All right. Here's. Before here, I have to cleanse the palate at this point. Let's do it. Let's so, move away from Sony. Moving away from Sony, I did something uh, that I, I talked to you about. I, tw- I tweeted it as well, but I'm showing I'm showing it because this is a video stream and everything, you know. But got uh, there. We go. Got yeah. Got my copy, and as most of you guys know, I have been living in the digital ease you know comfort life of just hitting the purchase button on <laughs> Pick, itunes picking and up your apple take, tv remote and going yeah hey siri the purchase by logan <laughs> yep oh now my phone, logan, now my phone's talking to me <laughs> oh, gee, yeah 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 exactly you're gonna have to check that purchase history now huh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so and i and i have yet to buy i had yet to buy this movie and it was not for lack of not wanting to watch it it was just 
I didn't have the twenty. I I repurposed that money to do something else with iTunes it. had buy, sold out of know. their copies. You had you were waiting for iTunes to get restocked with digital copies. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for them to restock. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something if that was the case? Yeah, needed someone but, to needed um, someone to drag and drop files over onto a server so I could get it. <laughs> And so I never, I never ended up buying it. So I, I didn't, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't worry about it too much. I said, you know what? I'll, I know I'll get it. It's just, I have yet to really have the time to sit down and really watch it again, because as soon as I buy it, I'm going to want to watch it. And Logan is a heavy story and much like a bunch of other heavy stuff. Like, you know, you got to kind of prep for it a little bit. You got to, for at least I do, I have to kind of emotionally prep, you know, for that, those heavy storylines. And you've recommended, you know, Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know how many times to me by this point. I don't know why you haven't seen it yet. Because I'm not emotionally prepared. Oh, let's go (laughs) social justice warrior. Go just hit play button on Hacksaw Ridge. All right. And revel in the bloodshed. This is heavy, dude. Anyway, so heavy Get to stuff. your safe space, Ryan, and watch oh, yeah, you know Ridge. me. <laughs> my, my safe state, my safe space, cleaning my gun. All right. So, <laughs> anyway. And our political, our political comments for, for the days, or for the, for the show, yeah. Jillickers. <laughs> you, you want to know more? Just DM me. Yeah, anyway. Right, yeah. We'll talk all you want. So, yeah. We'll talk your ears uh, off. Anyway, so we got so I got Logan and 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 I went to Best Buy to take care. I had my my uh, sound bar finally went out after three years, and and I it was I, next month. This month is when it runs out of the whole protection plan. Oh yeah, so beat a path. Yeah, down like there I get it. <laughs> jammed it down hey, the throat. Real quick, to get it is down yours there. a Vizio soundbar? No, no, no. I got this. It's all Samsung. Oh, okay, because dude, because my 4K TV is a Vizio, and I'm not here to yeah, pin Vizio, but. Boy, howdy. I'll tell you, that, that's one of the best TVs I've gotten. And and I've been looking yeah. at soundbars, and Vizio's soundbars consistently are getting incredible like reviews. I mean, not just from... I always recommend matching. No matter what, I always kind of recommend matching. Yeah. Because the TVs and the soundbars communicate correct, better. Correct, correct. And so you're yeah. not running through just Bluetooth protocol. They have their own proprietary like, link like, and stuff. Like so. the Xbox controller, right? It, does, it runs through... Right. Uh, yeah, so... But yeah, no, I, and, and I've heard great things thing. on Samsung's, but man, Vizio's just continues to get like... Just really great. So I'm sorry, that was a side note. Go ahead. So you took your soundbar to, to Best Buy. Yeah, I had to take had to take it down to Best Buy after three years. It stopped connecting to the television, so we had to so brought it down there. Um, and as I'm as I'm down there, I just decided, well, I'm just going to kind of look through uh, look through the movie collection. I haven't done that in I don't know how long at Best Buy. Honestly, I kind of remember I used to go to Best Buy all the time and just peruse through music CDs, and I used to peruse through the movies and and you know pick up the three dollar bargain bin and it's beautiful and dude. I love it and I you know I love and I it. decided I, I haven't done that in a while. I mean years probably by this point. Oh, and so been che- I just you've been cheating was, yourself, my friend. You've been cheating and yourself. not to say and not to say that I haven't purchased hard copies i've just ordered them online through amazon or whatever right so so i go down there decide to start the peruse and sure enough i'm looking through and i'm just like oh man like now i remember you know you kind of get that flashback of like oh this is why 
I liked doing this because you can mm-hmm. kind of peruse through and you remember thing, you see something that reminds you of something else and it's just all happening right there live. It's not tangible. the fact that it's like, it's, it's not the fact that it smells different or anything like that. It's just, you see a movie in front of you and you're going, oh wow, where's the other, oh there it is, it's down this way and I could just walk down that way. I don't have to type in something or swipe through something. It's just, I'm just going to walk down to this end of the aisle kind of thing. So anyway, I pick it up. It's the Blu-ray DVD digital copy version. So if you want the DVD, I don't know. <laughs> Give that away. <laughs> in in stunning 480p. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and so I noticed on the front of the box right away, it said, you know, limited edition, which is barely true. Uh, three <laughs> disc set. <laughs> limited exaggeration. Limited. Yeah. Limited. Exaggeration. But it include a separate disc for the Logan Noir version. And I was like, hey, that's right. You know, John texted me. I was, I was, that's the first night I was taking, it was, well, not the first night, but I was taking a walk that night uh, when you were texting me about Logan uh, Noir and you're just like, dude, this is great. This is great. And I'm just like, cool, man. I'm glad it's great. I kind of dabbled with Chrome and Black and Chrome on Mad Max. And I, I don't know, like it just didn't strike me. So my first viewing of Logan at home. I decided to throw the noir version in. I didn't view it regular. I didn't put the regular one in. I just threw the black and white DVD in there, or sorry, Blu-ray in there, sat down, and we talk about the, you talked about this quite a bit, but I'm just going to reiterate some of these points. Watching that movie in black and white brings every single emotion to the forefront of importance. Nothing is no nothing is hiding behind bloodshed. Nothing is hiding behind the gore anymore. Because before it was shocking to watch this, you know, at the first couple scenes uh, of this movie is him, you know, people trying to steal the wheels off of his limo that he's that he's a driver of. And of course he starts that's when the first hack and slash kind of happens and you get to see the rated R versions of this hack and slash and it's brutal claws and he's stabbing faces, people in the brain gets cut off a leg like, gets cut off yeah he's stabbing people in the head like it's brutal but I tell you I was and I remember the movie that's all I saw was like red spurts and <laughs> flying and limbs and red and flesh and whatever but watching it in black and white takes it, it mutes all of those things. And I actually got to see his face. Yeah. And watch his, his face during those times. And I got to see more emotion. And Hugh Jackman, again, just fantastic. He is Wolverine. Absolutely, he is Wolverine. Just absolutely fantastic. And the, the, way, the, his, he, the way he emotes was hiding behind all of that bloodshed and um, with the black and white version, the noir version of that, I tell you, everything was just brought every laugh, every smile, every smirk, the communication when they're at the dinner table and they're at that, the farmhouse with the family and they're laughing like that even was just brought forward. Like it was just all brought forward. In fact, I forgot now here's spoilers uh, for Logan. I don't if you. I think we talked about it already, but here yeah. we go. I actually was so enthralled in this version of this movie, I had forgotten that Professor X dies 
in that house until he started telling the story of Westchester again. Yeah. Yeah. I actually was so like in it. I was just like, I forgot until that moment. I was just like, Oh no. Oh, he's dying again. I forgot. Like his is his death scene. Um, until that moment happened because it was just, everything was just so it was almost careful. It was placed. It was almost placed right in front of me. Every single scene, the last few scenes of that movie, I swear they were in color, but they were still in black and white. But my brain, when I remember it, it doesn't really remember it in black and white, but it just remembers the emotion in it. Um, him talking, a, I was full. I, I had a tear running down my cheek watching the last sequence between him and Laura. Just because it was just, everything was just pulled to the front. And man, I, we, I know Logan. We saw Logan. We liked Logan a lot. We love Logan in the theater. You... Uh, saw this noir version first and you talked about it a little bit. I just here to reiterate, I'm late to the party um, and I've got this nice plate of crow (laughs) in front of me, but because I am a believer (laughs) at this point that, that this black and white version of this movie of this comic book movie of a guy with metal claws popping out of his hands can drive so much emotion. And it was it was crazy. Well, I'm, I'm, I loved it. I'm anyway. Yeah, that's I'm glad you came around on that, dude. Uh, I really am. I, in fact, Logan Noir is my preferred uh, version uh, of that film. And you know, I I am very pleased that you bought a Blu-ray copy of it. Um, I will maintain that I believe Blu-ray still carries a much better resolution than digital HD. Digital well, HD. That's just facts. That's yeah. just numbers, Digital dude. HD is super convenient. Uh, no one is going to argue that. I mean, it just, it yeah, is. Yeah, man. It is. You know, like I said, you know, picking up that, you know, your Siri remote or whatever remote, Amazon Fire TV remote, whatever you're using. And, you know, very quickly going, oh, you know, like the other day I bought Fury, a great World War II film, uh, makes Hacksaw yeah. Ridge look like Mary Poppins. Um <laughs> Uh, but you know, it was on sale for like, I think like seven bucks, you know? And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, so great for that purchase. Logan, uh, you know, I, now I picked up on 4k, uh, Blu-ray. I gave you a little grief. I'm like, dude, you like walk by the 4k one, you know, you got the 4k player and the 4k TV, but you know, that's okay. Uh, Blu-ray still looks beautiful. There's no question. Uh, it, that, that Logan Noir, um, I, I feel to your point without just completely echo echoing everything you said felt like a Western to me, an, an, an old Western. Yeah. Uh, the color version clearly, you know, has that definitely has flavors of old man Logan, especially the scenes in Mexico where it's desert, you know, rundown farm toppled over a uh, water tank, very similar to the environment that Logan lives in, in the comic old man logan but clearly not based on on old man logan because nods yeah it nods just to nods. It, like a winks and nods yeah uh just because they don't have rights to like 90 percent of the characters in <laughs> yeah because the hulk logan. plays yeah a, the hulk's family plays yeah a huge the hulk and hawkeye you kind of need those two characters for old which, man logan which honestly would be it's it, it, that comic exists in a comic book form and would be super weird. Oh yeah. In any other uh, way. Yeah, that Cause I mean, you've got that. like Hulk and she Hulk incest stuff going on. I mean, it's, it's a whole thing with Jean, but uh, you know, noir, you know, the, there's something about black and white 
And certainly Logan um, is not Schindler's List, and Schindler's List is not Logan, so I'm definitely not trying to put these two movies uh, in the same category of importance here. <laughs> Again, I've right. got a guy with metal sticks yeah. popping out of his uh, hands. But uh, Schindler's List, uh, I, you know, I could not imagine that movie being in color. And still, it would still be emotional. It would still have incredible impact. And it would still have incredible storytelling with amazing actors and an amazing script and just everybody just pouring everything they had into these performances. Uh, Liam Neeson, I mean, that's that's really what it got him like, boom, like shot like into the stratosphere, right? Was was Schindler's List. And, And if you haven't seen Schindler's List, guys, I recommend it. Powerful powerful movie but you got you got to get yourself set up for it <laughs> i mean it's not a you know light fare by any means uh but but steven spielberg shot that movie in black and white on purpose it's in right to your point it was like he he you know it is violent at times yeah and he didn't want the color he wanted the black and white to emphasize the violence to where you see the human capacity for violence and for right. compassion, for love, for anguish, for humor. I mean, there, there are parts in Schindler's List that, that are funny. I mean, the dialogue calls for some humor, not like slapstick humor, okay? But I think people know what I'm talking about. Uh, and, yeah. and Logan, having that in black and white, again, not saying Logan is on the same level of importance as Schindler's List, we were able to to not just be shocked by a version of Wolverine that that we got a little sample of in the Wolverine, okay? Uh, especially the uh, unrated cut where he cursed a couple times. There's more blood, but even the theatrical version of the Wolverine was a much different Wolverine than what we saw in X-Men films. And clearly what we saw in origins, he was rougher. He was right, yeah. you know, a little bit more, a little bit more closer to the, the comic ideal of Wolverine. And then old man Logan just cash puts all the chips in the middle for Wolverine. It is definitely the black and white. It's definitely my preferred version. Now the, the colorized version in, in 4k, Blu-ray, my goodness. I mean, yeah. talk about your eyeballs bleeding out of your head. I mean, um, <laughs> and, and the Blu-ray edition, gorgeous as well, too. I, I've watched it in, in all three flavors, 4K color, 4K black and white, and 1080p color. Uh, have not watched the 1080p black and white yet. Uh, so no matter which viewing yeah. you're taking, okay, 1080p, 4K, it, it's still... <laughs> still going to melt your face off in terms of how it looks. Uh, I, I'm glad right. you came around with that, man. It, it is really cool. And it is, it's my preferred version of, of watching it. I, I think it humanizes that storyline much more. Um, I disagree with you on the Chrome version of Fury Road. I think that makes that movie just even that much more like, whoa, when you watch it yeah. for me now, I, you know, uh, you know, super fan of the show. Uh, Norm, you know, tweeted back to you that, you know, it certainly works for a movie like Logan, uh, Fury Road. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, like a b- black and white version of Ant-Man. I mean, that would be it's like, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> All red and black and white. You know, I, yeah. Uh, it doesn't really yeah, make much you know, sense. Uh, <laughs> you know, Ant-Man noir, you know, um, 
you know, moody black and yeah. white lighting, you know. And that's, I think, I think what works I, for I think, me I think when I watched. Could, I think it could work in a Batman movie. Very much oh, so, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah. The Batman yeah. in black and white, the, the, the upcoming, you know, movie that Ben Affleck will be in, everybody. Uh, I think, you know, that could potentially use, dude, you talk about a character that's well suited to black and white, you know, it'd be Batman, right? Yeah. And who knows if Warner will go in that direction. They could just be kind of viewed as copycatting it a little bit, but um, yeah, you know, knows. I mean, it's definitely but, something that I would like to see revisited again, but I think the timing has to be right. The character has to be right in the story has yeah. to be right. Otherwise it's just, it becomes the new 3d, you know, it becomes the new gimmick. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, and that's what I hope it's not. But I tell you the, the noir version of, of, of Logan and, and you know what? And, and I, to, to be fair, now that I've seen, this one, I'll, I will go back. I'm just stating this as a fact. I will be going back and doing the Mad Max thing uh, and checking that out back in black and white again, just to see if I maybe just I wasn't in the mood for it or something that day and just whatevered and didn't feel like it anyway. So, but I I do dig the color version of that movie a lot, only because there it's almost monochrome. Even that point. It's not black and white, but it is sepia toned <laughs> through oh, a ton of yeah, it. Yeah. And when they do the all that brown and all that tan, that sand color, that wet sand that gets on their faces, and then they spray that uh, chrome, that spray paint, the chrome on their face, yeah, the chrome paint, yeah, the yeah. chrome, yeah, to the gates I, of Valhalla. Right. That is the cool. That's one of the coolest color contrasts uh, in transitions in that. So um, I love that the way the way it bounces off that brown tan background that they do that in. But absolutely, dude. But uh, yeah, dude. So good times. But, one other yeah. quick note here, uh, unless you had something else you want to add to Logan Noir. No, I mean, that's really it. I just wanted to make sure that I talked about coming around and yeah, man. Logan it's, Noir. It was great. Um, <laughs> Neuer. Neuer. Just real quick, uh, I think our fans are familiar with a director by the name of Luc Besson, French director. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luc Besson. Fifth Element, dude. Yeah, the Fifth Element. One of the, at least in my opinion, one of the, one of the coolest, uh, not, not one of the greatest, but definitely one of the coolest uh, sci-fi movies in the past 20 years. Um, oh, yeah. Great movie. Uh, you know, Corbin Dallas, Lee Lu, right? Uh, Destiny took some elements of the fifth element for their video game, especially with uh, the Cabal. If you played Destiny, they're very reminiscent oh, yeah. of some characters you see in the fifth element. Um, fifth element bor- you know, borrowed quite a bit from other sci-fi uh, movies like Blade Runner with flying cars and... Uh, but really colorized it, made it very spectacular, very epic, kind of like Star Wars without being Star Wars, right? Uh, and so, huge fan of the movie Fifth Element. I, I think it is one that belongs in your collection. Uh, it's just a great film. Well, it's, looks in at, my, it's in my top running for just movies, like just general movies. Yeah, Fifth Element's Fifth Element. up in it, my it's great. top 10 it, for sure. Didn't need it, never needed a sequel. They, they, they easily could have done one. You know, they could have, yeah, they, they could have done one, chose not great, to great yeah. moment in time. It's a great standalone film, uh, does not need a sequel. Just a great movie, all around movie. Well, you know, Luke Besson, uh, you know, he also directed Lucy, 
a little bit of a, I don't want to say that it was a, a bust. I don't think it was the, the big hit that a lot of people were expecting movie with us. I enjoyed it, but it, I'm not, I didn't buy it. Yeah. It, it, it's good <laughs> on a viewing. Uh, it's not in my collection either. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of scar Joe. I like a lot of the stuff that she's in. It's just, it's not, it's not a keeper, you know, it's not one that, that yeah. you're going to have in the collection, but, uh, his latest film Valerian in the city of a thousand planets. Uh, it was a movie that I found interesting. Now I have not seen it yet, but when I first saw the trailer for it, I was like, you know, this is interesting. It, it didn't look like a must see like, Oh my gosh, I got to be the path to the theater to see this very reminiscent of fifth element in its color structure. Uh, it's uh, dazzling, sweeping camera angles, big ships in space. And then you start hearing some of the characters talk in the trailer and you're like, Ugh. right. Where did the script go? Okay. Well, needless to say, Ryan, this movie, you know, is also a contender for Battleship of 2017. It hit the box office with, you know, uh, quite a, a thud. And Luke Besson yeah. was interviewed uh, by, let's see here, the article I'm looking at here is from comicbooknews.com. Uh, to me, you and I differed on this just before we got on. That what did I put as the Valerian and the poop of a poopy poop? Yeah, you, I could. I, I I don't know, man. Like I could not have been really less interested in watching and going to go see this movie. Um, I understood even understanding that it was from the same director as one of my favorite movies of all time, The Fifth Element. I saw the trailers for this thing. I watched all of the all of the trailers for it that they released. I looked into it a little bit. Um, and I just could not even care about it. Like it just looked boring to me. It looked, it looked flashy. It was super colorful, distract the squirrels, um, you know, bright lights and shiny things. And then after that, like it's got nothing, no meat underneath any of that. Like, I just feel like after I watched all the trailers, like I just honestly, I know you and I stand a little different on this, but I just could not care less. Well, about you it. didn't want to see it, Ryan, because you'd already seen Guardians Volume Two. Hey, <laughs> so. <I> guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, maybe, but maybe that's maybe that's it. But I, even well, even still, for, I just could not be interested. I to be honest with you, the two the two lead actors, Kara um, Della Delavine Delavine, and then the you know. Um, I don't know who the kid, the other guy was. He's in a lot of stuff. He's he was in Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man Two. Boy who's been in movies. Uh, Boy who's been in movies. Yeah. I I really felt like I was watching that, and I was just watching a couple people who didn't really care about being in the movie either. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I I would say that I was kind of pinning my hopes um, for. This is going to go into some of Luke Besson's uh, Besson Besson. How do you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, with some of his comments is, you know, I, I love good science fiction and I love spacefaring science fiction. And we have been as, as moviegoers and fans, we've been pretty bereft of those type of films other than star Wars, star Trek. Okay. And, and I'm not using, and, and, and please don't retort with, well, we've had interstellar, we've had passengers. Okay. You know, and gravity. Okay. Don't feed me that. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I mean, interstellar, brilliant movie passengers had a lot of potential, but fell short on, on quite a bit of it. And gravity again, another brilliant movie with George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. Brilliant movie. I'm not talking about those type of spacefaring movies. I'm talking about yeah. like, you know, like movies that border on sci-fi slash fantasy, something that isn't star Wars. That is a new, uh, 
intellectual property with new characters and new designs and new ships and uh, I've been very hungry for something like that. And that's why I looked at with Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Not a title that rolls off the tongue very easily either, by the way. Right. Um, so that's kind of what I was looking at. And, and to Luke Besson's point, it's like, okay, you know, we all love our comic book movies, but um, I think that's probably why I enjoyed Kong Skull Island. I could, well, I love the Monsterverse to begin with. I, yeah, I yeah. think that's awesome. And, and uh, have you seen Kong yet? No, I haven't seen. Oh, Kong come on yet. now! Uh, it, it, super fun. Not for not for lack of not wanting to watch oh, it. Dude, it's just Kong for lack is so of good. What, it's so like fun. lack of circumstance or whatever. <laughs> just like, lack just of time, it. man. Lack of time. Yeah, <laughs> lack of time. So dude. <laughs> this is and so. Luke Besson had an interview with uh, Brazil's Cinepop. Okay, and th- this is what he had to say about superhero movies. Okay, he says this. I'm and I'm quoting. I'm totally tired of it. Totally. I mean, it was great 10 years ago when we seen the first Spider-Man and Iron Man. Now it's like number five, six, seven. These superheroes working together, these superheroes working with one another superhero, but it's not the same family. I'm lost. But what bothers me most is that it's always here to show the supremacy of America. All right, now you've already lost me. And how they are great. I mean, which country in the world would have the guts to call a film Captain Brazil or Captain France? I mean, no one. We would be like so ashamed and say, no, no, we can't do that. They can. They call it Captain America. And everybody thinks it's normal. So I'm not here for propaganda. I'm here to tell a story. Uh, when you run that through the BS filter, uh, my movie tanked. Nothing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing comes out at the other end if you run it through the BS filter. That's all BS. Yeah, that my, my movie tanked. Nobody wanted to see it. They spent all their money watching superior movies. They came before mine and they voted with their dollars and said, Luc Besson, we're not going to go see this in the theater. And you and I both agree, Ryan, that if this man had been handed, say, I don't know, take your pick of any DCEU film, any MCU film, he would have jumped all over it, would have jumped all over it. But because his movie got lost in the mix, got so-so reviews, uh, you can only make it look like the fifth element for so much before people go, okay, well, I've already seen the fifth element. What, what does this separate from the fifth element? And it didn't, it didn't resonate. Um, and into his argument, uh, guts to call a film captain Brazil or captain France. I mean, clearly the man has not picked up a comic book ever. Uh, there is a character that has existed in Marvel comics for well over 30 years. who goes by the name captain Britain and captain Britain at many times during his run has been a very influential character in the Marvel universe. He has taken place or taken part in secret wars. He has taken part uh, in stories with Captain America, with the Avengers. He's been a part of the Avengers. So this idea that Captain America is somehow propaganda, he clearly hasn't picked up a copy of Secret Empire, where Captain America is a member of Hydra. He's a bad guy. <laughs> so he's, he's talking really from ignorance and really, Ryan, this is what comes to sour grapes. Bitter, yeah, bitter dude. sour grapes. Dude's talking out of his pooper because because of that very reason. I think you know what you know, and not to say that everything he's saying is without merit. Dude's got an opinion. Go for it, dude. That's what I love about this industry. And that's absolutely what I love about absolutely voice my country, opinion. right? <laughs> my my propaganda country is that opinions fly. <laughs> that's right. And that's what they do. Even if they your opinion is the- wrong, Luke Besson, you still have your right to your <laughs> yeah, opinion. <laughs> you have every right to it. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you. It doesn't infringe on my freedom. Uh, have your opinion, dude. I'm I'm going to have mine. Um, 
and I think it, it's a little weird that uh, I think you're right, dude. I think I think there's some sour grapes there, um, but I think it's it's out of ignorance where he really, you know, he showed his he showed his ignorance, right? Um, <laughs> just I don't know. Man. Okay, anyway, so he, a full full keep his you know full can't keep his mouth shut. No, so no, it, it's that's in bitter bitter sour grapes. And and I gotta say, I don't think the man watched Civil War either because Steve Rogers walked away from the title of Captain America because he, he's just hang. He, that's that's the only point he's got to make yeah. is that there is a character called Captain America. Correct. That's the only point he has to make yeah. in that of, of how great America is, not knowing the history of why the character came to exist in the first place was to kick some Nazi ass. That's like right. that was the whole character Correct. run. Yep. Are you serious? Yes, of course it's called Captain America because he's kicking some Nazi and he butt. didn't, and he didn't call him. He, Steve Rogers did not call himself Captain America. That he didn't the, name himself. That was that. the title. Well, and I don't think that's the point he's trying yeah. to make. I think he's just riding on the coattails of one little bitty thing that, that tells a bigger story, but he's not interested in the bigger story. He's going to take the excerpt. He's going to take the title of it and just go, this is why it's terrible because it's got this title of it. And it's like, it, it, but you're missing the whole point. Oh, dude, he's missing the whole point, dude. He missed the entire book. I mean, he missed the entire, like, you know, everything. <laughs> he missed, he, he's, he's, he missed the train, missed the boat, missed the plane. I mean, everywhere. And, and when you look at Civil War, not only did Steve Rogers walk away from the, the title Captain America, throws the shield down, walks away from it because he believes the country which supported him does no longer mesh with his ideals of what America is. But the prevailing voice of reason and wisdom and understanding and empathy and compassion in Civil War comes from the Wakandan king. Black Panther, T'Challa, he's the one who has the, the wisdom at the end of the film and stops a man from killing himself. Yeah. So you're going to tell right. me that was American yeah. propaganda when the wisest person at the end of all that wasn't Tony, it wasn't Steve, it wasn't Bucky, it was T'Challa. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So clearly this man has, has not seen the material in which he wants to criticize, has not read the material that he wants to criticize. It, all it comes down to is, I'm sorry, dude, your movie tanked. Nobody wanted to see it. You poured a ton of money into it. Visually, it looks good. But the reviews, both from critics and moviegoers, and I will always take moviegoers' opinion with some salt, right? Yeah. Okay, because we, we can be wrong. But repeatedly have said, man, this just really wasn't that good. Now I'm going to see it. I'm not going to pay yeah. a, a movie ticket price to go see it. When it becomes available for rent, I'm going to rent it because I do want to see it yeah. and I'll make a judgment call at that point. Yeah. But th this is just clearly you, you got beat up in the box office. You, you took a licking your, your movie yeah. underperformed and, and you want to point a finger somewhere. And it's, very and I you know, and it's, and it's something coming from the director of the transporter <laughs> and yeah. taken and yeah you know not to say that they're terrible movies no, but those are movies that made money by the way unleashed but, th but those he are movies it. that made money right yeah taken made a lot of money the yeah, transporter made a, made a lot, lot of, money. of money the fifth element made and a the, lot of money and you could you could put them right in the bucket especially like especially movie like taken which it does you know when the transporter that are just standard affair action movies correct yeah no one's gonna standard affair action movies. Yeah, 
Like, so, you know, why don't you come, come down from your, from, from that, from your little high place on, on the Eiffel tower. All right. <laughs> French come down for a minute. Yeah. Put, you, you, put your judging, French ju- onion soup down and <laughs> remember who saved your butts in WW2, dub, pal. Dub, dub, two. <laughs> if it wasn't for America, Luke Besson in WW2. For, for old Cappy Cap, all right? <laughs> you guys would be speaking German. <laughs> Get out of here, Luke Besson. Love it. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Just dub, make a movie people want to see, man. W-W-W-W-2 <laughs> bailed you guys out again. <laughs> so funny, dude. Yeah. All right, man. man. Dude, so much we covered. A lot of good stuff, man. Um, Before we sign this off, you uh, you reread the Dark Days, uh, the Forge, and the casting. Dude, I even reread them about about a couple hours ago before we started the show. What'd you think of the casting, dude? Just just reread them one more time. The casting, I tell you, I love the Forge. I thought it was good, Uh, but man, when things start picking up in the casting. that is something that I'm really looking forward to. And metal is out in eight days. That's right. It starts. Uh, so yeah. metal starts. So I uh, highly recommend, don't want to spoil a lot here, but man, those are, it's one. Okay. Let's, let's dial in just a little bit because it is Jim Lee back in the pencils. He's back drawing this 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 iconic stuff and it's scott snyder who i think is is writing it right correct yeah yeah i'm a, so i was away from I mean, my mic i'm sorry correct yes so scott snyder jim lee and i i don't want to leave anybody out on this one because this is even though i don't necessarily know all of them and their their you know entire collections that they've written uh i don't want to leave them out at all uh, but I love on the front cover. There's about eight names sometimes on the on the front covers of these yeah, things. Like, we'd like to thank <laughs> everybody. For- yeah. So uh, let's see here. So we have Snyder. What does it say? Tinian the fourth. I don't know who that is. Lee Kubert, Romita Jr., Williams, Jansen, Miki, uh, and Sinclair. And I tell you, I know I know the two iconics that I'm thinking about right now is just Scott and and Jim Jim Lee on there. Scott Snyder and Jim Lee. Um, but this team is pulling together one heck of a story that uh, that it spans the multiverse, that spans over time, um, and it all revolves around this mysterious metal. Uh, and I tell you, the interactions between uh, Batman and Diana, um, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan's in it, um, shows up. The Joker. Um, I, the Joker makes an excellent reveal. Justin, just one of those drawn out things. And once I found out it was, I re I reread it and I could honestly hear Mark Hamill. Like I, I, that's how I hear the Joker in my head. It's just hearing Hamill. Um, just kind of like in that, in my, in that voice in my head about it. And I tell you, the reveal is just so good. Um, Superman obviously makes an appearance. It's, it's gearing up for, some a very large event and the the um the casting and the forge the forge is the second second book in the series they're all number ones uh interestingly enough but i think they're just kind of pre-reads 
to get you ready for metal. Correct. Because metal is yes. going to be the series that's going to ca- that bring us forward. It's uh, it's just a dark days forward, but uh, both of these are still titled as number ones. So, uh, but I don't, it's not going to be their own series no, of books. Like no, the Forge like, is not going to have its own yeah, series. Yeah, it's like DC Universe Rebirth number one. It's just a one like standalone uh, book. Yeah, so this story is where, where it at least starts um you know i mean it is where rebirth is at uh because if you if you go back to death of the family uh when the joker fell uh down into the bad cave you know that took place during the new 52 uh era uh so it's going to be interesting how these you know batman these evil dark versions of batman as they begin to come from what's called the dark multiverse uh you know, evil versions of Batman and, and they're just very complex storytelling. And it it's, I, th- I think it's going to be unlike anything that we've yeah. seen before. Um, I, I don't think anything, at least in this looks like it may have anything to do with Dr. Manhattan or, you know, no. uh, anything like that. I think that that's obviously being reserved for Superman um, and doomsday clock. Uh, which will you know start up in I think November I believe it is uh, when Superman goes yeah you know finally goes toe to toe with Doctor Manhattan I think that's going to be yes. it, man that's going to be incredible so yeah dude it, it really great read uh, I, I want to encourage everyone you know to pick this pick this one up and it, it's going to be a self contained story as well too uh, which is good uh, DC is not going to be bleeding this over into you know hundred different titles to where you got to go on uh, you know treasure hunts. Uh, for yeah. for individual issues and and trying to figure out well where does this connect where does that connect uh, you know elements of this story <clears throat> that have tied back into you know previous events uh, during the New Fifty Two era uh, like the Court of Owls uh, and things like that you know they they give some reference points to um, but you know give you enough in the narrative to where you don't you know have to go back and you know pour over you know tremendous amount of back issues. Uh, right, to, right, to get right. the story unless you want to you know i mean you certainly can uh you know to get that storyline fleshed out uh because court of owls amazing storyline uh, oh my god yeah, change change iconic. batman yeah change batman forever i mean just yeah. um you know probably pushing him to the brink more than you know bane i mean all bane did was break his back you know <laughs> i mean uh the court of owls was just batman you know thought he had all this control over Gotham and finding out that he had, he had control over nothing essentially. About, yeah. Essentially nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was just a, he was just one of their many pawns uh, is what he discovered. Um, so yeah, man, and it looks like some elements of that will kind of come into play because you know, there's some, you know, passing references to the differences between owls and bats and birds and bats and, so she's going to be really cool, man. I, I think DC again, um, just continues to be, you know, a, a go-to publisher for me right now. Certainly enjoying secret empire, loving secret empire, very much looking forward to Marvel legacy. Very excited for that. Uh, in, in a yeah. return to some of the original characters, Tony returning as iron man, uh, uh, Thor returning as Thor, <laughs> you know, being Thor. Um, yeah uh steve rogers uh depending on how secret empire works its way out um right seeing where seeing where that goes with that so yes i mean there's some good stuff on the horizon and i think what marvel uh is doing is seeing what dc has done with rebirth and not completely throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but bringing many of these characters back to not their 
original, original interpretations, but close enough to where people are saying, hey, I really love having the, you know, Boy Scout version of Superman. Not not to the point like he was in the 40s, but, right. you know, one that's not just so aloof and, you know, uh, torn all the time and, yeah. you know, looking for his safe space on earth to get away from everybody uh yeah. you know diana um at a crossroads between her uh you know creation is a is a essentially a deity and how she relates to humankind and dealing with the right. loss of yeah new 52 era superman and reconnecting with steve trevor uh you know th- th- just really kind of bringing a lot of these characters back to their original batman being more detective focused uh, and also recruiting and especially from what happened with the court of owls and, and bleeding that over into rebirth is Batman needs a team, whether he likes it or not, he needs a team. He needs to have people yeah. with him, whether it's Robin, red Robin, Clayface, uh, you know, bad girl, bat woman, uh, you name it. You know, he, he needs, uh, allies on the street level other than just the justice league. So I, I you know, and I think Marvel's seeing that, that, you know, taking these characters back to somewhat of their original roots works and that's what yeah. fans like to see. And that's what makes me excited for Marvel legacy and, you know, just hitting a, a hard reset on a lot of these Marvel books that are into their hundreds and two hundreds. And you're just like, man, what is going on? So, you know, good time to, to read books, man. We say this every week and it, it really is a good time to visit your comic shop, pick up a couple books, yeah. grab your iPad, download a couple of them. Please don't forget about your comic book store though. Please, please, please don't forget about those guys. They work very hard to stay in business, visit them, um, give them some of your time and some of your money, but um, enjoy the movies. The movies are great, but man, guys, if we didn't have the books, we never would have the movies. And we thank the movies for bringing so much attention back to their print cousins. Yeah. Uh, because Iron Man did, man. Iron Man brought people back into the comic book shop. That is just an undeniable truth. And that's why we yep. expect DC and Marvel and Valiant and Image and Black, uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, Dark Horse uh, and IDW and Dynamite and all these great comic book publishers to continue to, to publish outstanding books. That's my soapboxing. Agreed. That's my soapboxing, dude. No, I'm with you. All right, it's man. It's so good. Do you got anything else for dude. these fine folks? Man, I think I'm going to call it tonight. I man. love it, It's man. been a fun night tonight, but... So, many, man, so much uh, meat. So much meat on this plate. A lot. Of, it was a lot of stuff tonight. Thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, I am Ryan O'Farrell. I am John Lemmings. And this has been Reasonable Fanboys. I hope you have a great, great evening.